0: Was it Martin Millet's wish to die? The nature of Millet's life determined his death. I was merely an instrument. Stop hiding in the philosophy, Kamir. You took a mortal life. And you haven't? No,
1: not when someone else's life was not at stake.
0: The act was just, MacLeod.
1: No, Kamir, it was
0: murder. Millet robbed my people, ripped away their culture. He was worse than a murderer. He was destroying their souls. Look, MacLeod... I came for your help, if you want to challenge me, do so, but don't judge me.
1: Wasn't exactly crazy about him either, but he swears it was legal. Welcome to Highlander Rewatch, (laughs) the podcast where each and every week we revisit another facet of the Highlander universe and discuss it in detail. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith.
2: This is Kyle. This is Eamon. That soundbite out of context makes it sound like a a, a rendezvous with someone underage. Yes, it does. (laughs) Cruising for some ass. Yeah, like that is really good out of context. Keeping it legal, baby.
3: So how are you guys doing? I'm good. Jawsome. Jawsome. In in fact. Street sharks. Ooh. Ooh, Do they fight and they bite? They do fight and they do bite. They're street sharks.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, no, I'm excited to be uh, back in the the, the swing of things. We took kind of a longish break this time because the fourth of july holiday
1: that's right hope everyone had a good vacation on holiday with their families and i was in paris and we've got some uh pictures which probably have already been posted on our facebook page by the time this episode comes out but i got to see some cool highlander related stuff in paris like where duncan's barge was and darius's church is it just it's just a picture of a river yeah it's <laughs> it no context around it. <laughs> exactly just the water yep uh, and the Shakespeare and Company bookstore, which was really Ooh. cool. So hope did everyone you find
3: a Watcher CD. I looked all
1: <laughs> over the place. I think it was confiscated by maybe a hunter. <gasps>
3: I wonder if anybody ever did that.
1: Deposited?
3: Yeah. One. Oh, or
1: like you meant like asked if they had yeah. it. I like the idea of depositing them. That's a, funny. that's a that's like fun I should idea. just gone there with like blank CDs or no no why why make them blank you gotta put weird stuff on yeah. it uh, we'll just weird put the stuff watch your, like just Watcher Chronicles just put <laughs> the yeah. Watcher Chronicle okay. thing on it yeah. or you just mean like anime porn uh, that kind of was <laughs> like that.
3: oh I got discovered then <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> in our previous episodes we did not do reader mail and I think going forward we're probably gonna always break out reader mail we've been getting it a lot and uh, I think and it's all... great yeah but... um, so keep writing us if you want to write us uh, it's Highlander rewatched at gmail.com and we will read it on a bonus or a mini episode altogether Uh, yeah because you know
2: we want to keep these main flagship episodes a little more compact for you right you know keep them a tight 45 yeah that's not ever happening yeah and uh, if (laughs) it's aspirational
3: if we don't read your your mail don't don't worry we'll probably get to it in the
1: future. Yeah, we try to always... Or it was bad. Or it was bad. Or it was bad. Live with that. (laughs) Either... Usually we either read it or respond to you uh, via email or Facebook. We try to get to them all. But thanks, everybody, for writing in. Also want to give a little shout-out to Paul H., one of our frequent contributors here. Uh, A couple weeks ago, we all actually got to have dinner and drinks and nachos and whatnot with Paul. Uh, He came to Philadelphia for work. So big thanks to Paul H. for uh, coming out and visiting with us. And he also gave us a cool collection of books, which we can't wait to sink our teeth into. Very exciting. I'm gonna eat them. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was the dinner.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the book. <laughs> we ate the we, books. It was a feast of knowledge. That's yeah. right.
1: So he gave us the. What, what did he give us? The uh, The evening at Joe's book. Mm-hmm. Was it the Watcher Chronicle book? What was What was the other books in there?
3: One was like a TV. Not a TV guide like the man. <laughs> <TV laughs> yeah. was actually just
1: an old TV guide.
3: A guide to like the Highlander TV show, right? Illustrated with photographs and other cool things. Yeah, and wasn't one of them one of the novels? Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. So very cool stuff. Thank yeah. you very much, Thanks, Paul. Paul H. It was great. So are we ready to hop into this week's episode. I'm ready to Paul hop. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. Paul that hop. Was, that
2: was not good. He Paul was a Paul Blart Molhop. Uh, Ooh,
3: I like that. Did yeah, I? Yeah, let's
2: jump into this one.
3: Did I tell you guys about my Paul Blart movie? sequel idea no it's paul blart three where there's already a two? Oh, there's there a two oh there is a two i watched two with no volume on <laughs> an airplane watching it on the back of somebody else's seat and it was filmed really well i was like <laughs> the quality of the cinematography in this paul blart movie is pretty high wow not being able to hear any audio but i was like huh. that might have ruined it i was impressed oh yeah exactly that might have ruined it um my idea for the third one is Paul Blart graduates from Mall Blarting to the secret service but he has to protect Donald Trump and it's called Paul Blart Mall Cop 3 The Blart of the Deal
2: <laughs> The Blart of That's the Deal very good That's
3: terrific. So Kevin James if you're listening let's
1: workshop this
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, He needs a he needs a story credit and at least uh half a point on the back end That's right <laughs>
1: All right, let's hop into this week's episode. This week we are talking about season four, episode nine The Wrath of Kali. Uh, this episode first aired November 20th, 1995.
2: Ricardo Montalban's really good in this.
1: <laughs> That's a Wrath of Con joke. This episode was directed by Dwayne Clark. This is his first episode of Highlander, uh, and this is his third directing job. Wait, The Rock did this? Yeah. Yeah. Dwayne Dwayne the Rock, Dwayne, Dwayne the Clark Johnson.
2: <laughs> yeah. It checks out. Uh, this is great. I mean, I was wondering why I could always smell what he was cooking, and that that explains it.
1: Yeah. Mm. Uh, he only has one more Highlander episode coming after this, um, and he's done, like, lots of guest spots directing shows, uh, but some longer stints doing The Practice, Boston Legal, and then a shit ton of, like, CSI, csi miami csi new york yeah. uh but yeah he's uh he's been working hard
3: dark angel do you remember that show
1: is that uh with uh um, jessica, Al- jessica alba, alba. i said anthony alba <laughs> yeah anthony alba
3: <laughs> i don't remember that one
1: it was produced by james cameron
3: yeah ah. she's like on a on a ledge
1: mm, that's right she okay. i actually remember that visual yeah yeah also a story that might be cut i was remember i was told not to watch that show by someone at my church why? Because uh, it's evil? Uh, I think solely because the name was Dark Angel. Ooh. I don't think there was any angel
2: connection to it, right? Yeah, I don't think so. No,
1: I think she just wore black and was like the hero. So, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it was like, this guy was like, in our Sunday school class, was like, television, and there's these these shows today, like, Dark Angel. <laughs> and I was like, what? like It like, seemed pretty good to me. I only watched like three episodes, but...
2: That's so weird. Yeah, right? <laughs> Very strange. That's so lazy, too. <laughs> yeah. That's so lazy.
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, this episode was written by David Tynan. The last episodes we saw from him were Double Eagle and Homeland this season.
2: Not too shabby. That's right. On those two. Majang!
1: <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> uh, this episode guest stars Molly Parker as Alice Ramsey, and so she's like a big, she's big star. She's
3: in tons of shit. Tons
1: and tons of sit- shit. Not
3: like shit as
1: in bad no like, she's, in like, a lot she's of like trouble stuff. like she yeah. like got caught bus- yeah, she's, her taxes. In lots yeah. Shit, she's in man. a lot of shit <laughs> this was maybe like her second or third i think imdb yeah. credits pretty early in her career but uh you might recognize her more recently as maureen robinson in the new lost in space reboot mm-hmm. ah. uh but she was also jackie sharp in house of cards which is where i kind of remember her from very recently
3: yeah i remember her most sadly from the Nicolas cage wicker man movie oh uh, but how did it get burned though how to get burned? How to get burned? Uh,
2: <laughs> the <bee. laughs> So, like, I would not recommend watching The Wicker Man. Frankly, like, it's one of those it's bad boring. movies that's very boring. But if you go on YouTube and watch like the eight-minute supercut, it's mm-hmm. perfect. It's like the best eight minutes you will ever spend. Do you want to see Nicolas Cage wearing a bear costume punching, punching a woman? A woman. Yes. Punching a woman in the face. Doesn't he also there's drop a of, woman? He, yeah,
3: yeah. He, he beats karate up. kicks a woman across <laughs> so, a room. Boom,
2: yeah, and then at some point a bunch of bees get poured on yeah. his face like poured like as like, you would pour a glass of water mm-hmm. oh, yeah, it's bees it's bees
3: i would recommend getting the dvd and watching the alternate cut with, with james, james franco? franco
1: yeah and his uh uh what's his name james james for Vanderbeek three
3: minutes it? yeah
1: <laughs> yeah it's good what a teaser in the end there mm-hmm. the original starring christopher lee
3: that's a good movie mm-hmm. right
1: uh, uh, so, I think it's okay. I think it's an okay horror hmm. movie. And who directed yeah. the reboot? Um, what's his name?
3: He's in trouble now. I forget his name. Neil Labute. Neil LeBute. Yeah, oh, that's
1: right. Famed award-winning
3: now playwright. Trouble.
1: Playwright, Neil Labute. Yeah. What's he in trouble now for?
3: Some Me Too stuff.
1: Ooh, not yeah. cool.
3: Not surprising. He got called out. Sorry, Neil. <laughs> yeah.
1: Not, <laughs> or not. not sorry. Not, not really. really. Yeah. Nope. Ah, very good. Okay, so Molly Parker's in this episode. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, and Brent State. Is in this? Brent at, Ratner? Yep. As another, X-Men another, 3 director. another guy that's in trouble about lots of weird yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <Ugh. in> tr- <laughs> uh, as Colonel Ramsey, um, I have in my notes, you might remember him from Tron Legacy as Purple Gaming Program. <laughs> oh. uh, but actually, you might recognize him as Eddie Doyle from Mountain Men.
3: Yeah. Oh, oh look shit. At that shit. Yeah. He was in Final Destination 5. <laughs>
1: 5. 5. Ooh.
3: Also, the second episode in a row, or not the second, uh, another kernel. One episode after,
1: yeah, the kernel. These, these kernels of similarity I just build. <laughs> uh, and then finally, this episode guest stars Kabir Bedi uh, as Kamir. Wait, Kabir plays Kamir? Yeah. yeah, I wonder if yeah. yeah. that was confusing switch, on set. Switch, yeah. Wait, <laughs> you might recognize him as Anjali's father in. Bawafa, or as Ved Pujan in Rudraskrish, or perhaps as Dabu in 2002's Kitty Party.
3: That's what I remember of <laughs> Kitty exactly. exactly.
1: Party. But even hey, he was in a very famous movie,
3: Octopussy.
1: That's right. Yeah, he was in James Bond, Octopussy.
3: That's my second most hated James Bond movie. Really, After what's what? number one? Uh, Die Another Day. Ah, oh. with Halle Berry.
1: I have not oh. seen the Pierce Brosnan James Bonds in like forever.
3: They're all bad except for GoldenEye. GoldenEye. I remember GoldenEye yeah, being fair. pretty good. Yeah, no, GoldenEye is really good. Resting also nuts. a good video game uh, yes. one of the best yeah one of the best video games i think so. ever created
2: uh i will say this control scheme in the post halo universe wonky mm. they had not quite figured out how to do a like a double axis movement yeah. oh, in yeah. that yeah. age of first person shooters before like double joysticks were common it's awkward
1: double the, c-, the c pad or whatever the c buttons yeah like which you- were camera buttons <laughs> that's what the c stood for camera well, it only made sense when the first game you put out was like a three D
2: Mario. Oh yeah, yeah, and then it like they just had to figure something else out. Right.
1: Either way, still a lot of fun, still trailblazing. So let's <laughs> move on from this nonsense. To talk about the IMDB episode description. Yes. Another bit of nonsense. Alright, are We're we ready? Good. Hang on, Eamon. What yes. are the what is
2: what are the odds that this is a little bit racist? <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, Very oh, wait, likely? you're looking at it, but I That's had unfair. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. alright. Never mind. I'm gonna guess 15% chance there's something racist.
1: Just like, I'm not sure, I haven't read it yet, so. Alright, we're gonna Ooh, we're, we're gonna on this see. journey together. Duncan and Richie attend the opening of an exhibit featuring the Bengal Kali, a bronze statue sacred to the now extinct Indian assassin cult of Tuggies. The immortal Kamir, last of the Tuggies, is determined to reclaim the Kali for India and wants Duncan's help. In flashback to 1764, British-occupied India, Duncan is trying to track down the Tuggies and prevent young widow Vashti from committing suti on her dead husband's pyre. Wow, there were a
2: lot of terms of art on that one. That was, like, all proper
1: nouns. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, So, in present day, Duncan discovers Kamir has killed a mortal to reclaim the Kali. But Kamir insists Duncan not judge him, for he is a priest of Kali. Hmm.
2: Is that why Duncan can't judge him? I think so. Duncan's
3: not a judge.
1: That's Maybe why. it's kind of yeah. I think it's worded poorly here, but yeah, Here's, I think it's like this is my culture's thing. Anyway, Amon, what do you got? Here's the YouTube.
3: A statue of Kali is purchased by the university where McLeod teaches. Immortal Kamir arrives, determined to take it back to India.
1: <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs>
3: Pretty succinct.
1: That's right. Good job, YouTube. Okay, guys. So, how's this episode start?
3: It starts in a creepy art dealer's office where he's on the phone about illegally selling some terracotta statues
2: is this like the terracotta statues we're thinking of like the the army like the terracotta army is that what it's supposed to be about
3: that's what i assumed
2: like that guy who maybe uh that guy who recently stole a finger was one of his goons oh he got
3: wasn't that at the franklin institute in our very city it was yeah and some guys just like, oh maybe just steal part of a statue. No yeah. one will notice. <laughs>
1: this guy also is wearing like a headset. Yeah. And like his office is like these glass blocks. It's like very dated looking. It's uh kind of ridiculous. Also for like an art dealer. It's, it's it looks a like it's like a dentist's office or yeah. something. Yeah. It's a dentist's office. That explains the music that's playing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Kamir comes in. Enter
3: Kamir. And he's just like uninvited, just walks in and he's looking at these Buddhist statues.
1: Right. And so he's like, oh, I, I hear you deal in artifacts that, shall we say, are, like, extreme rare. Like, come in extremely rare. What the fuck? Hold on. <laughs> so he says <laughs> that you deal in artifacts that are extremely rare. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is what he but says. But it's implying, because the guy's like, oh, like, you know, only for the discreet collector. So it's implying that these extremely rare things are stolen. stolen. Yeah. And- uh, so, you know, they both know what's up. And then he describes...
2: A bronze statue that we come to find out is this statue of Kali,
1: which he reveals that he is sold. To a university in the States, which I and instantly I mean, was, was like, like, huh? Like, I thought this was a stolen statue, like, as implied from this thing. So somehow a university bought a stolen statue, because as we'll find out from them later in this episode, like, they don't really do their homework and don't seem to give a shit.
3: Nope. Like, even uh-huh. a little bit. They say it's sacred, sacred to the Tuggy cult. Right. But they've died out hundreds of years ago. So, did anyone you
2: know, look up the I, Tuggies? I, I was like workshopping, like, if there's a hand job ho- joke here, <laughs> but I decided that that would probably be like a little insensitive under the circumstances. Maybe. So, I was thinking about saying like they doubt out in eighth grade. <laughs> 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 but, you know,
1: anyway. So, I checked end out. Bit. I, I looked up the Tuggies on the old Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. And um, you're like, oh, is, is that a nickname for the Detroit Tigers? <laughs> that's right. Well, apparently, this is, the, this is where the word thug comes from. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah, like Br- the British slang, like it's British slang is where thug comes from, but it's from the Tuggies. Mm. How about that? That's pretty mm. interesting. Uh, but Tuggies refers to the acts of thug, uh, tugs, an organized gang of professional robbers and murderers. Tugs traveled in groups across the Indian subcontinent for 600 years. Uh, tugs have traced their origin to seven Muslim tribes. But the thing that was interesting uh, would be that they operated as gangs of highway robbers, tricking and later strangling their victims with a silk handkerchief. So oh, like that's no. so all that's like real that's detail. all like legit in the uh, in the episode, which is pretty cool. So like these guys are just straight up highwaymen,
2: but for some reason in this they're like a religious cult. Yeah. Like there's no religious element to these guys. They're they're just gangs.
1: I'm not sure. In the paragraph I copied from Wikipedia, it did not mention <laughs> Kali. So, I'm not also sure it if said that they were
2: Muslim, which they would not be worshipping.
1: Well, I guess they were originated as a mu- from these Muslim tribes. So, I'm, I don't know if they continued to be Muslim. I'm yeah. not sure. Well, no, if only. If only I'd read more and, <laughs> and did more research. But alas, there we go. So, we're here this to is
2: talk about sh- highly. That's right. <laughs> this is some good shit, and I'm really digging this uh, etymology lesson we got on the word. But they did do a lot of frog.
1: research, as we found out later in the special features of the DVD. Like, they had to dig deep mm-hmm. to. Uh,
2: write this story yes in a pre-internet era so this was probably a lot harder information to come by than than it is now
1: so what happens to this art dealer silken cord yeah he gets
2: he gets strangled,
3: strangled out. out baby uh
2: they have this like funny exchange before that he's like ah oh, i see you accept all major religions because he's got artifacts all these religious artifacts he's like and all major credit cards strangled <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh did anyone else notice what the camera work is on these stranglings slow-mo uh, with, like, a bunch of zoom in, yeah. in and out on the face, that yeah. I was like, I hate this choice. <laughs> wow. This is terrible. And, like, that, that's, like, a consistent decision throughout this. That, like, at points of action and often when we see this Kali, there are these, like, spastic zooms in and out. And I'm like, ah, stop. And then the sounds go boing. <laughs> boing, It goes, wait, 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 <laughs> <laughs> each time which i thought was a weird foley artist decision but you know i can live with the fart noise no that doesn't happen but the zoom does and it sucks wow that's
1: crazy so then we get the opening credits so that's our cold it's crazy <laughs> but it's but it, but my opinion is stronger on this than it should be wow uh so that's our cold open and so then we get the uh, the old opening credits and so then when the episode proper starts we are in the university Muse- museum of cultural anthropology is this supposed to be the same university where
2: duncan works it is Okay. And we have not encountered this woman before, right? False.
1: How about this? Well, I was saying that was like, did they recast this woman and it's the same woman? Or what is the... Her name is Chandra, and she is the woman that we met in Leader Leader of the the Pack pack. in the parking lot that was was like, how's Duncan? And it's like, good. I mean, as a teacher, same woman. Isn't that crazy? But it's the same actress as well. Same actress as well. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Well, that's a good bit of... Chandra. Good bit of callback there. Yeah. So Richie and uh, Max show up in their
2: tuxes.
3: Yeah, and Richie's feeling all out of place with these Ivory Tower liberals. All these people just to buy an Indian statue. But they're not trying to buy the statue, right?
1: What do they say? They say, like, oh,
2: like you need dessert. a lot of
1: rich people to, like, purchase shit like this.
2: Like, they're all donors, yeah. I guess. Mm. Yeah. It's like a fundraising gala or something like that
1: to to open this thing.
3: And Duncan helped make this deal happen with the statue, Somehow. She he
1: gave w- like contact info for some people. Which led her eventually to that guy in Malays London. or whatever his name was? Yeah. Malay.
2: Malay. Malay, yeah.
1: Malay. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: explains the uh fedora he always wears and the neck beard.
1: At this point, Duncan is like, wait, you talk to that guy? Like, he's no good. I'm sure he used the word like technically a lot. Like, once again, implying very strongly, like, this is definitely stolen. And she's like, well, yeah. as long as it's here now. It's yeah. like, what the fuck?
3: Forgive me to play devil's advocate, Duncan,
1: but... Yeah, it's like, he promised it was legit. <laughs> like, whatever. Yeah, okay. Also, like, when you buy stuff like this, like, things have to be... Like, this is insane that this statue was ever purchased in the first place. Yeah. Whatever, Chandra. Chandra. Yeah. Well, who knows what proof,
2: in quotes, he has that he acquired this legitimately. Right.
1: Like, there doesn't seem to
2: be any doubt as to its authenticity. The question is just... Which is
1: all, which is but, but authenticity current. is often like tracing ownership, yeah, though. That's true. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very good. So then we get the buzz. buzz, and who is it? It's the murderer. It's the murderer. Come it's, here, the murderer. Come it's, here. <laughs> yeah, it's the London Strangler appears. Uh, so then we get a flashback to India, seventeen sixty four.
3: We meet possibly the most annoying Highlander character. Yeah.
2: He's on the short list. (laughs) Both of these people are on the short list. Motherfucker. (laughs) It's the colonel and his wife, though Duncan only finger blasts one of them. Uh, (laughs) We'll
3: leave it to you to decide which one. (laughs) I wanted to curb stomp this colonel. I know curbs aren't in India. I wanted to colonel stomp this (laughs) (laughs) colonel. He's so annoying.
1: Yeah, he's... I mean, I think he's written that way. Like, to be, like, the most... Like, but they make like, him so he's super unattractive to his wife. Yeah. Like, of course, she hates his own, her own he's husband. He's
3: an 11 in the annoying scale
1: oh. and in the hot scale. <laughs> <laughs> so he's awful.
3: But yeah, he, he and his wife are, like, walking around. She's complaining about how much she hates being here.
2: Right. While well, there's, like, over-the-top
1: sitar music playing, and they're playing what looks like bocce. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. sure what the game was. I did think another link from previous episodes. I was like I another like game playing episode, like yeah. lawn games, it a yeah. croquet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lawn dart egg.
3: flies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Accidentally hits a kid. They're yeah. illegal. Orant, orant. Also, by the way, a tiger walks by yeah. at some point, and I was like, "Huh?" Like, I don't know anything this about tiger Indian culture nice. back then, but like. Did tigers just like walk around like no, as a pet? Still like, dangerous. Right. That's kind of what I yeah, figured.
3: I don't know. They said in the special features they rented the tiger for a half hour.
1: Did <laughs> <laughs> you rent them by the half hour? Yeah. I'm surprised and that, that it you scared, can scare scared everyone it for that short <laughs> yeah,
3: st- I watched a video of a tiger like killing a man that fell into the tiger cage. Ooh. He just picks this guy up like he's like a rag. Ooh. It's horrifying.
1: Yeah, I would not want to mess around with the tiger. <laughs> yeah. Look that up. <laughs> Supreme and Roy. Uh, so anyway, so uh, they're waiting. Uh, the colonel and his wife are waiting for their his like new assistant to come. And, and she's like, oh, I hope he
2: speaks English. Yeah. The, meanwhile, the wife is just whining racistly. <laughs> yes.
3: Like, he bows to one of the Indian kings, and she's like, don't bow to him. He's not a real king. And I'm just like, like ugh. Like, ugh.
1: Turns out Duncan McLeod is going to be is the assistant and yes. he's all dressed up, you can't see his like face, and he's sitting in his chair and he gets all upset and more racism is like lobbed yes. Max because he thinks he's Indian. Right.
2: Because so, he's wearing more he, native garb. Yeah.
3: And he's tanned. Um,
2: yeah, they, he did, saying, they did
1: tan Duncan up a little bit yeah, there. He's yeah. like
0: working
3: yeah. in the sun. Yeah, yeah. What well, he's saying, off e, off e. Is he just like saying off and adding an e? I am not sure. Oh, good Or question. is that an actual word?
1: I should have looked that word up.
3: I was like, is he just being like an asshole? I mean, yes. Well, the either is way, yes. the answer is yes. Right. Yeah. But. Yeah. but I thought this was really funny. And he's like, "Where is this uh, Scottish guy?" And then McLeod <laughs> takes his mask off, and it's like, "Why is he wearing a mask?" He Heidi, <laughs> E. <laughs> he's like really annoyed.
2: Yeah. Which. Mac is a real champion for the 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 locals in he this is. one. He's uh, ready to
1: go to the mat. Then there's some like sexual innuendo with Alice and Mac. She's like, "Oh, oh you do ride well, don't you?" And it's like, "Oh it's, man, yeah,
2: it's like so overt." And the colonel's
1: meanwhile just sitting there like, <laughs> yeah, "He's completely <laughs> well, oblivious." Yeah, he's a real garbage person. Oh, and of <laughs> course, Kamir comes in at this point too.
3: He's in his full
1: full regalia the costumes. Yeah, go on, Kyle. No, all you. <laughs> Yeah, you said it. You owe me a Coke. Uh. Oh, it's a Pepsi. Uh. So the costumes are awesome, and Kamir's there, and he's kind of saying, like, oh, the the Tuggies are not a problem. They, they don't attack, like, white people or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like, they wouldn't dare yeah. mess
2: with the whites. And this guy Kamir's like, hmm. As you say, it would be foolish. Right. (laughs) And um, you're immediately just like, ho, ho, dear readers. Yeah. There's this really good line about losing an empire. That, like, losing an empire is, like, upsetting business or something like that. And the colonel's like, we're not losing this empire. Blah, blah, He's like, I'm talking about the Indians, dude. Like, they're losing their empire to us. Right. And, of course, they're upset about it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this is good, Max. Max gets it. Yet he's still here to help them. I have thoughts about that. We can talk about that
1: later. Yeah, let's talk about it later. Yeah. Uh, So, we cut to the present, and Kamir is there to check out this Kali statue. Yes, which he seems to indicate has literally
2: has a god in it. Yeah. Not symbolically. Like, it's literally a vessel Mm -hmm. for Kali, and you can experience it right now. Which I was like, interesting,
1: that's fine. But then Richie's like, You're right. He <laughs> like it's freaky, man. And then he like then there's this like mystic disappearing act. It's like, huh? He, doing does, he does the Batmax. Hey Hey bat- He Batcollies. He
3: Batcollies. <laughs> bat Batgammon? Batgam. He challenges Mac to a game of backgammon. It's the most friendly ending to any Highlander. But yeah, he's like, the Kali, you can look through your soul. And then Richie looks at it and gets all freaked out.
2: Yeah, which I just found, like, odd. And, like, throughout this episode, a kind of dynamic develops that, like, Richie is very taken with Kamir. Like, he really believes he has, like, a lot of knowledge and wisdom to impart, which may well be I true. I think that is in some yeah, ways true. Which, yeah. I think is, which is interesting.
1: Uh, I did come here. I'm like, I like him a lot. As a yeah. Character. And
2: the actor and
1: yeah, everything's cool. great.
2: I just find it very odd that like Richie accepts this premise readily. And is like, Oh my gosh, you're right. This is a magic statue. Like, i don't
1: know uh, I, Richie, I richie's that... kind of been sympathetic to these sort of like religious things and like
2: it's just interesting i was just like wondering what that was just mean also we get another one of these like weird zoom push things and i was like mm. fuck you statue of Kali. <laughs> yeah is that what your magic is that when people look at
1: you their eyes go hum, 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 hum. so Kamir disappears and then we cut to chandra's office
3: devane that's not a name you hear in calcutta Maybe that's because my father was
1: Irish. So what can I do for you? And Kamir says, for me, nothing but for India. That's right. So he wants her to return this stolen property. And
2: She's not having
1: it. Well, she's not buying that it's
2: stolen. And it's like, unless you've got proof that this thing is stolen. Right. She's like, it's called trade. It was legal. Yeah. Also, side note, weird thing that drove me nuts. She's holding a folder. I don't know if it's related to this or it's just like fiddling act- acting. It is the exact same color as her dress. <laughs> oh, I'm like yeah. it is identical, and I'm like, oh, stop! <laughs> Why'd you do that, prop
1: person? This is mad thing. <laughs>
3: she is doing a lot of fiddling acting with these folders. And yeah. a fiddle that she's playing, yeah. She's yeah. also
1: playing a fiddle, plays, it's, a it's like a hoedown, yeah. Uh, Near, so
3: line dances over with his silk strangling weapon.
1: This is an interesting conversation, I guess. He he like accuses her of like selling out her Indian heritage, just mm-hmm. like kind of a sick burn, I guess. I don't know, yeah. It's and like, her, and she but she fires
2: back with like a pretty good defense. It's like, no, this lets people understand our culture, like, people can study it. They can become part of it. You know, you're missing the boat by trying to take this thing away from people when this could be a real bridge.
1: Exactly. So interesting argument being set up here, and then we get the buzz, and this is a weird About buzz. The ethics of museums. <laughs> Did anyone pick up on the buzz here? It's like another one of these like like crunching yeah. buzzes, but it's for Mac. Yeah, that's odd. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's weird. The crunchy buzz. Crunchy crunchy buzz.
3: buzz. I used to think maybe they put some thought into the buzzes, but it doesn't seem like.
1: I think they usually do. I think it's that sometimes
3: they do and sometimes they
2: don't, and that confounds the thing. Like, sometimes I think the way they choose to do the buzz is significant. Yeah. Especially whenever they do the buzz for mythos. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the buzz for mythos is always, like, out of control big, at Mm -hmm. least in some of the subsequent episodes Mm -hmm. we're about to talk about. You know, so I think sometimes it is deliberate, and other times I think they're just grinding them out.
1: Yeah, because usually these, like, crunchy buzzes are for, like, a villain or something. Yeah. Yeah, It shows that they're, like, Mm-hmm. off or something but yeah it was that this is the what way kamir feels about mac i don't know strange yeah. whatever yeah. then we cut to the dojo and it's awesome <laughs> so there's yeah. like some cool electronic music and richie's shirtless richie's all
3: sweaty He's <laughs>
2: checking himself out he's just yeah. working that pole <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, richie's moonlighting as a male stripper
2: yeah if you can tell i had a whole theme of hand job jokes in this keep one them so i'm just gonna keep going yeah <laughs> brace yourself dear listeners
1: Richie gets the buzz and Kamir shows up and he's like, hey, there's some other ways to use it. And Richie's like, really? Show me. And so then we get like a demonstration from mm-hmm. Kamir with the pole, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And he's a wizard or at least the stuntman's a wizard. Yeah. The stuntman <laughs> is <laughs> they Strategically
2: yeah. go behind his head. Uh, and this is very cool. I was trying to think, who's the last person that like Mac had a pole fight with?
1: Gabriel Pouton. That's what I thought. Maybe, which I was, yeah. yeah, I think it was Pouton, which was a while ago. With their headbands. <laughs>
2: with
3: their headbands. That's right.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, there are a bunch of Donatello's over here. Donatello.
1: So I think this is a, a really great scene. Like they get, we get some exposition of how like Kamir feels about India, because mm. Richie's like, "Hey, that like seemed like a little bit of like what was it like Kendo and this," and he's like, "Maybe it's a little both." Or maybe it's older than both of them. And then he kind of gives this history of India. Like, India is thousands of years old. And the only way to know it is to, like, live it and breathe it. Uh, and so he describes it as this, like, extremely special place. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was cool. Um, and he also talks about how it survived. Like, it keeps being conquered over and over, but it endures. He speaks very poetically about a lot of things, which I like.
2: Yeah, and like also really enjoy the interaction that follows. That like like Richie taking that in, he's like almost like jealous. It's like you have this connection to this place that's so profound, and like I won't ever have that. Like I'll. It's like what what will I be thinking back on? Like fast food joints and bowling alleys. And he's like, well, you will feel very differently if you ever see it being like ripped away from right. you. Like suddenly you will realize its value, and like you'll be ready to fight for it. Yeah, and it's just like I don't know. It's interesting because he's very specific in the sense that he's talking about india but like he clearly has like an understanding for like a more global application of what he's experiencing no totally no. which i find incompatible with things that happen later like many a highlander villain he's very interesting and then goes off the rails <laughs> yeah, for, right. for, yeah. for, right,
1: for reason, right at the last time. For, yeah, yeah like, <laughs>
2: like for reasons i'm not clear on yeah but this is like i don't know insofar as this guy's got like real wisdom to a part this feels like real kind of universal wisdom right right. and
1: he also talks about like his immortality like being from that place too is important like because richie's like well i i didn't even have like parents or whatever and kamir's like well none of us did he's like but we're all products of Like, the culture and place that, like, created us or whatever. And in some ways, I think this plays into maybe David Abramowitz's philosophy of, like, well, how many immortals are there? Like, there's enough out there, good and evil, to be, like, proxies for mankind. And it's like, oh, like, they all kind of represent different aspects of, like, humanity over the globe. Uh, And I I think this comment kind of feeds into that a little bit. Like, I am, like, this Indian philosophy. Like, I'm from this part of the world, and at this time... And you're something different, Richie, and Mac is something different, too. Yeah, that's interesting.
3: Do they give us an idea of how old Camir is in the episode?
2: I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I thought he was older than Mac, but I wouldn't be
1: surprised.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah
1: but that's... I don't think they ever kind of state well, we how old he might be. Mm-hmm. Do we have a Watcher Chronicle for him? We do. Oh, so Ooh, we'll get an answer we'll to this question. Them. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. baby. Sharpish. <laughs>
3: well, then Mac comes in, and they're going to do a little...
2: Yeah, Richie's like, man, his like, like, moves fight,
1: got me, Fight, moves. fight, yeah. fight, <laughs> fight.
3: Richie wants his two dads to fight. <laughs> <laughs> my dad can beat up my dad.
1: <laughs> so Mac and Kamir uh, go at it, and this is cool, too. They, they swashbuckle. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, this is awesome.
1: Yeah, that was another
2: dick joke, dick yeah. joke. <laughs> but, you know, we'll keep them coming so there's like a weird easter egg here that i'm unsure whether or not it comes back not easter egg but i'm not sure whether this is a point that comes back like mac you know draws first poke or whatever uh but then kamir uses this move to like sweep the leg essentially mm-hmm. and knocks him down and mac kind of recognizes it and says like mm-hmm. oh the japanese have a move like that they call it something something the Diyashi harai that's a cool sounding name sure yeah. And then I'm unsure whether that comes back in their sword fight in some uh, way. I don't think it does. But at some point, like, there's a leg sweep involved. Oh. And I'm unsure if it's supposed to be the same thing or if, like, lessons were supposed to be learned. It was called that's... out so explicitly and fucking named. I was sitting there, like, looking for it later. No, that's a good catch.
1: Either way. If it's in there later, great. That's yeah. awesome.
2: Yeah. So we'll, t- we'll talk about that when the-, the sword fight ends. But at least in round one,
1: Kamira is a bigger dick. Right. Yeah. Also, did anyone notice Matt calls Richie Rich again? Yeah. He okay. calls him Richie Rich? Hey, Richie yeah. Rich. <laughs> Kid billionaire.
3: When you die, you're going to be Casper. What? Casper is the ghost of Richie Rich.
2: Is that a fan theory?
1: Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's interesting.
3: Just because, not really, but they're drawn exactly the same. They are. Because they're they? both Harvey Comics characters. Mm. Um, so that's just a little...
2: Harvey Comics. Too. Can we trust him?
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know. So did he forget his name or... Get renamed?
3: Yeah, when you're a ghost, uh, (laughs) you get your ghost name. You get your ghost name. You
2: get renamed as that fat ghost whose name I don't remember, and that's that.
3: That's right.
1: So we cut to the loft above the dojo, and we're having a little tea time with Kamir. That's his new talk show, (laughs) Tea Time with Kamir. Yeah. (laughs) So they're they're having kind of they're rehashing this conversation that Kamir and Chandra had Mm -hmm. about like. What use is the the, the Kali statue here? It belongs in India. But Mac is like it can teach people and help them learn. Yeah. Oh, did we bury the lead? Did we
2: not say that when Mac during the folder interaction he's gonna strangle her?
1: Oh yeah, I guess yeah. we kind of did we, forget we to forgot mention to say that.
2: Yeah, we She's, just said Mac shows up and then we moved on. Yeah, like he, he shows up just as he is pulling out that silken cord, like not to wipe her nose. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yep. He's going to fucking wipe the learned, life out of her body. As we learn, yeah. garrote her.
3: <laughs> one thing I was thinking about is, uh, does Mac not see that cord when he comes in? He like puts it in his pocket. That would be something Mac should remember.
2: Maybe. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Or does he not know that he was one of these Tuggies? Uh, oh, good question. Yeah, yeah. he might not, he might not have put that, that, that together. ever. Yeah. Like, yeah. he might know he's a priest of this thing. Or I guess he does know that.
1: But sure. does he know he's an assassin? No, I don't think he no, does. I don't think doesn't. that's ever revealed yeah. to Max. So Interesting.
3: Yeah, like, he, he reveals it at the end. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, like he knows he worships Kali, but, yeah.
2: and is a priest of Kali. He doesn't necessarily know that hmm. right. he's a serial choker. Actually, yeah. right. choking... Uh, say, uh, a serial I, choker. That's actually incorrect. Chicken choker. Yeah. That's actually an incorrect use of choking. Choking is the act of being asphyxiated, like when you swallow something and it's stuck in your throat you're choking you don't choke another person
1: you You strangle strangle. another so it's like the difference between uh like itching Itching and scratching scratching, right like Mm. you have an itch yeah but i'm not itching you don't itch yourself you scratch yourself you choke you don't get choked (laughs) very good anyway all sorts of stuff this week all right so (laughs) we got some uh, strunken white shit going on so kamir thinks matt can help because he's like you can see through indian eyes like how this is important I like that his first instinct, though, was to murder. Yeah. He doesn't ask yeah. Mac for help first. He's like, well, we just kill this bitch first. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, it also seems really stupid. Like, then he's got to what? Like, steal this? Like, have a heist to get this statue out of there? <laughs> like, that, that seems every... really difficult. I didn't Why not just that. try to buy it? Like, yeah.
2: And he's then he just... starts to go through whoever replaces her. Right? Yeah. Who's like, who the fuck are you?
1: <laughs> like, I'm he not just getting rid of this thing.
3: Has line. a sheet that he, like, puts the statue on and is trying to, like, drag it out
1: yeah also the idea that you can just like buy things from what a museum curator like you just like imagine going into a museum and seeing just a staff member there can i get this like yeah can you wrap this to go yeah
3: oh no she said i could take it yeah i don't know where your Kali statue is this <laughs> one's mine i brought it in with me
1: so we get another flashback to 1764
3: india so they're like on a little expedition and they're laying in a in a field of some kind, just shooting the shit, asking Mac if Mac has seen any of these tuggies, and right. he actually hasn't.
1: Right, and He's there's t- all this sort of like exoticism. They're like, "Oh, did they like tear people's hearts out and do all yeah. this sort?" Of, it's like, oh, like.
3: Well, she she's like really thirsty to hear these brutal details, and thirsty for other things right. as well. <laughs>
2: weird, weird side question: What do they chant in Temple of Doom when they tear someone's heart out? Kalima. Ooh. Any connection? Probably not. (laughs) Or maybe. Yeah, Uh,
3: I think probably. Yeah. But in a probably racist way.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Because that movie, kind of racist.
3: Yes, absolutely.
2: That's the one where you you introduce the kid sidekick and
3: all that stuff, too. Short round. That's right. Oh, boy. No time for love, Dr. Jones. As opposed to this scene coming up in (laughs) Thailand.
1: Okay, so the colonel walks away. He's doing whatever. And then at some point, somebody uses the phrase "crump." (laughs)
2: <laughs> or the word crump animal. wait what crump yeah. is
1: that cramp uh she says crump that's her british accent <laughs> I, I, have a crump. Yeah, I have a she crump she totally says crump. crump
3: i've got a crump
1: <laughs> i died i was like what the fuck <laughs> so she gets up to leave and she gets a quote-unquote crump in her leg and she's like oh can you like massage it and it's like ooh. so max starts like rubbing her legs
3: this part is fuck though. this is so
1: <laughs> crazy so she's like go higher And then he just fingers her.
3: (laughs) He puts his... Was this on television? Yes! He puts his hand up her skirt, (laughs) and she's literally having an orgasm. She has
2: an orgasm! Which also... This is just like perpetuating false myths
3: that it's that quick. But
1: yeah. <laughs> no, Max's, Max's so good. good. Yeah. He's got the magic touch. He, he
3: has the, that feather he was using in his hand at
1: the yeah. time. Also yeah. it's the magic combo of like finger blasting and crump. Like when you get yeah. a crump, it changes the blood <laughs> flow. <Yeah. laughs> so it makes it easier.
3: And uh, Max Max's digging this. Yeah. He has he this is, like gross look like, on his face. Yeah, he
1: like
2: he's looking hungry. He's in a lean <laughs> and hungry mood. And this
3: fucking colonel, in addition to being as annoying as possible, is fucking completely oblivious as
2: they have some of like the most over the top like and sex yeah well not just say it's like he has they're... sex
1: with his fingers yeah. next to him yeah like,
2: <laughs> like like the innuendo they're using it's like i want some spice yeah. it's like, <laughs> god damn he just throws a handful of cardamom in her face yeah. <laughs> and calls it good here's some garam masala bitch um, but it's bad
3: and then when they're done she like hastily puts her skirt down and he's like there <laughs> like i like, fixed your cramp or yeah, something like that. Yeah,
2: this is like bad porn dialogue. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, it broke. It can you broke? Bl- can I you have please... to
3: bend over and fix it. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's like my sink is clogged. Can you work it out for me? <laughs> That's what this is, only with a bustier in the 1600s. Good scene. I,
3: I was really surprised at how graphic this
1: was. I, I was shocked. It's pretty graphic. at how graphic this was. Uh, although in the special features, I think it said that like this wasn't quite in the script. Oh, it's like improvised. Like, well, it, oh, the, there was an improv thing. I yeah. <laughs> well, I think the, the rubbing was supposed to be there, but yeah. not her coming on camera. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think David Tynan was like, that was all Molly Parker. And he's like, Sh-. and yeah, also, Molly in the-
2: Parker. <laughs> yeah.
1: Parker, I hardly know her, uh, <laughs> but I think also also his description of her is like is she, gross. It's she, like she brought a lot of like sensuality to this role, and like and and, 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 and like she in also, other roles she's done yeah. even more. It's yeah. like yeah, whoa, she also improv the races. <laughs> that was all <laughs> real. All, None of
2: that was
3: in the script.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's all real, baby. Uh, I'm just kidding. Molly Parker, not a racist, I assume. Uh no, I'd assume not either. Yeah. I have no evidence one way or the
1: other of her racial animus. Yeah. To well, tonight. we'll move past the fingering scene, yeah. shall we? Yes,
3: please. I don't want to, but okay. We can
1: live in this moment for a little longer. <laughs> nope. I've already lived and died and been reborn. Do you guys want moment. to play the clip? We can just yeah. <laughs> Just
3: hear yeah. let take a break.
1: <laughs> All right, so we cut later. Uh we're still in India, and so they're uh I guess returning on horseback and they see this funeral pyre mm-hmm. being set up to burn this dead man and a wife a wife his wife is I just guess, a random wife just a, yeah the mm. town wife uh she comes she's the going to i guess wife. throw herself on this pyre to be burned with her husband this, this pretty
3: is gruesome. the the sati ritual
1: right and this is like odd like mac like connects eyes with her and then is like, I've got to save her. Like, in yeah. this moment, he knows that I guess she doesn't want to do it or something Th- like that. That's what they talk about later. Yeah, And later, mm-hmm. he
2: contextualizes. He's like, I saw in your face that you wanted to live. Which maybe was true. I don't know.
1: But he basically abducts her. There's a parallel between the current story and this past story. Like, Ramsey here is like, well, it's it's their culture. It's her fate to be buried. And he's very And Mac is like, no, fate's like what you make it or whatever. And then intercedes and this is very similar to i think the arguments that happen later like where kamir is like well this is my culture i needed to act in this way and mac is like no I And mean, we'll get into this later but there's this like sort of cultural moral relativism culture. going on and like up culture this destiny and yeah you know, all that stuff so yeah, i thought it was interesting but yeah mac yeah. kidnaps this woman and rides off yep <laughs>
3: and he gets chewed out by the colonel
1: oh also did anyone see the Kali statues in the background of yes. this ceremony yeah mm-hmm. Ooh, how about that easter egg not easter eggs Easter Collie. Easter Collie.
3: (laughs) Easter Collie. (laughs) Easter Collie. So Colonel Ramsey is fucking pissed that Mac interfered and the right. other person who was pissed that he interfered is the woman, the he woman. you.
1: because yeah. i guess he, mac has shamed her now her name is vashti vashti so she was saying it was like her choice i was gonna die on his funeral bed but you shame me in front of my people my gods and my dead husband like how can i live with this mac yeah. is about to show her away <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well mac is like did you love him or whatever like for mac this is about like true love not duty yeah and just she reveals how, that, like, she I, didn't really ever love him. But Yeah. I,
3: I find it far-fetched that he could tell that just from looking at her I know, time. I know, yeah. But maybe, I don't know, I'm looking too much into it.
2: For some reason, I, like, accepted it. Now that I think yeah. about it, it's, like, weird. But in the yeah. moment, like, I believe that
1: they, like, vibed. I don't know. <laughs> Part of me wishes there just wasn't any of the vibing. It was just, like, Mac was like, no, this is wrong, and interceded. And then maybe later got the hots for Yeah.
2: Well, not like, I don't even mean the hots, that like, he looked at her and in that moment knew that it wasn't what she wanted. Oh, right, right, right. Like, it's a little bit far-fetched, I guess, Mm -hmm. but like, that he could see something in her face that was like, even if she wasn't saying it, like, wanted help. Done So how do we feel about Mac
1: interceding here?
3: (sighs) I don't, I I feel like it's, I don't know. I I had trouble with this. I'm like, yes, this is this culture's custom, but (laughs) I don't want to say something too incendiary, but I feel like that doesn't make it right. I would agree. Well, that's, a, that's killing like the, this woman just feel, because her husband's dead.
2: Yeah. Well, that's like one of those things that's really difficult. It's just like because there is a, a degree of like relativism and all these things that are, that's based on culture. I don't know. I feel like there are certain things in my culture that I'm incapable of suspending. Like, I can suspend an awful lot on a lot of things. I don't know that I can suspend a woman sacrificing herself on the pyre for her dead husband. Like, I am not sure that, like, maybe that's a a failure on my part, but that is not, like, a moral I feel like I can compromise under any circumstances. Like, that's just, like, a wall that I can't climb. And maybe that's a failure of imagination on my part. But, like, the nature, this is not, this is not preference if you're if you come from Max culture, like this is so bedrock that like, you'd probably feel like shit. And like, you really messed up if you witnessed this happening and didn't do something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But at the same time, it's not your culture. It's not your thing.
1: Also. And it was her choice and all this stuff. And we'll maybe get into this more later. This, like this episode deals with like, I thought this was one of the heaviest, moral quandaries that the show's presented oh and it's also interesting because it's a very different sort of moral quandary i think than some of the other questions it's asked
3: i read in the news recently like this sati thing is i'm not an expert but like it's illegal there now okay but there are some like fringe villages that still do it wow and like one one village recently like a woman was forced to like die wow because of this and they're in trouble and blah 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 so
2: right I have a hard time shutting off the part of my brain that's probably this is probably not giving them enough credit that thinks that it's a system that's kind of coercive. Yeah. People freely in quotes
3: make the choice, but Mm -hmm. how much of a choice
2: is it under the circumstances? I don't know.
3: Yeah, I'd be Mm -hmm. curious I didn't find this out, but how common this was and did this happen all the time or is this like a particular I don't know enough about it. Hmm, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah,
2: We should probably we're t- we're we're wading into territory that requires facts that we do not know. Correct. So we should probably so let's talk tread- even
1: more. Let's, yeah. let's <laughs> triple down. Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, let's <laughs> tread
1: lightly because now. All right. Well, let's let's know. talk about. Uh, we cut to the present.
3: So kamir's kind of argument is you can't separate an art from its people. They're inextricable or inseparable.
1: Right. And this is like like this. This episode has a lot of stuff. This is like moral question B in this episode. Like yeah. what, I I in my notes. Like what do we think about this? Like what do we feel about like in a lot of instances it's like stolen egyptian art and stolen indian art even greek stuff
2: yeah if you go to if if you go to greece they have replicas of all the shit because it's because they're all in london they're all in london like because they just looted it and there it is like there's their culture residing elsewhere yeah so how
1: do we feel about like a culture owning this art and it being returned and i don't know this is very interesting to me especially like now like post all that like in some ways i mean colonial yeah yeah i mean like i get that the british stole a bunch of art i mean it's i don't agree with it but like it happened but like now what do you do with it like does it all should it all get returned does it not Yeah. Uh, and i think in a lot of instances a lot has been returned right at least in egypt but a lot of that has yeah
2: and then there's also this question of like does what's her name again the curator chandra chandra does she have a a valid point that like this is legitimately educational Mm -hmm. like its value is in some ways heightened by being abroad because it gives new people a window into this culture that they might never have had and is that valuable and maybe they're both valuable but which one trumps the other right Mm -hmm. i don't know i think i'm ultimately very sympathetic to i
1: think it's a mixture of the
2: two uh, i think well i think it's I think I'm ultimately on Kamir's side on this one, Mm -hmm. but like it's not a slam dunk by any stretch.
3: I'm with him up to the point where he (laughs) Murders (laughs) Murders people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I remember when I first learned that like a lot of the stuff that I saw in museums was actually stolen. Like that was shocking to Mm -hmm. me as a young a young person. And now I'm just kind of like I don't know if they want it back,
2: and I don't know. Well, give it I, back. I also am yeah. not sure
3: to, to what extent the presentation that they're kind of looted
2: is even made normally. I don't know. Like I feel like that's the, that's still something you need to be informed. Yeah, right. like I don't feel like when I went, when I, like like I was in school, like certainly through graduating high school, and like we went to a museum on a field trip. I don't recall anyone saying. And by the way, the cultures that have these artifacts want them back because right. You know, they were purchased or taken during, like, a colonial period and now have just been traveling through streams of commerce. But, like...
1: Like, every every placard doesn't say, like, from the uh, McMaster collection, originally stolen from (laughs) Egypt in, you know, 1875. Like, like, there's nothing that says that.
2: I don't know. That's notable. Mm -hmm. We should just, like, hang a lantern on that. Because that might... We're assuming that this is part of, like, everyone's understanding of these pieces. And I'm,
3: I, don't, I, I legitimately don't know whether that's true. Right. Yeah. Well, we know where Mac falls on this side of the debate. Sort of? When he goes to visit Chandra.
1: So, yeah. So, in the next scene, Mac visits Chandra in her office. And, and he's, I guess, trying to say, like, well, let's figure out if this was actually stolen or not. Right. Yeah. Because that's a big deal. Like, Mac... And that she has not done her research on. Yeah. Like, Mac is pretty even keeled about this. Yeah. So he's just
2: like, you know what? If they purchased it legitimately, they should keep it. If this is in fact stolen, it should absolutely go back. And you know, I think that's a pretty okay position to have on this thing.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. He poses the, or she poses the question, should everything go back? Right. And this is where he's like, uh, not a bad idea. As right. He's playing with his stapler,
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is like, you know, she has that point. It's like, do yeah. we just empty out like the Louvre and the, the Met and mm. the, yeah, in any case, it's like, do you just send it all back? And it's like, oh, well, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe you do. I don't know. Uh, but I agree. It's like, if you accept the premise, it is a big task. Yeah, there's absolutely. A lot, there's a lot to be done and a lot to be worked
3: out. Right. So then so she then, makes a phone call. On a hilarious phone. Yeah. <laughs> it's the size of a brick. Yeah, it is enormous and gray. You know what time it is in London? Oh, you're saving rates. Yeah. <laughs> so she finds out that Malay is dead and then he's been
1: murdered been strangled so yeah strangled yeah
3: and back's like oh shit
1: <laughs> oh, right so we can kept... he knows instantly yeah uh yeah, I think yeah he's he's hip to this
3: i need some new merch baby <laughs> you, you need new merch
2: well you need, need new, merch? new merch we've merch. got
1: the same old merch that we've been <laughs> shlocking sh- for the past year and it's It'll be great for you,
3: but it's high quality, right?
1: Oh hell yeah! And it's new to you. It's new to you. It's
3: new to me. I don't have it, even though I created it. How can well, I... the shoemaker's kids go barefoot? That's right. What is this? These are what? What? what are yeah, let us tell about you about here? this new
1: merch you can get. <laughs> yeah. They're Highlander collectible Highlander the series magnet sets.
3: Highlander. Well, that's what this show's about. That we're talking about.
1: That's Sorry. shit. It is a set of five custom-made character magnets featuring the likes of Duncan MacLeod, Amanda, Joe Dawson. Mythos And a very special Warrior Scottish Highlands Duncan That's Like the in Barbar- the flashbacks? Yeah That's well, put, He's the Barbarian Mac
3: wow. Yeah So these must be like $50 for the whole set
1: <laughs> That's
2: crazy 30? No, it, is, <laughs> it is crazy Because it is not that much
1: <laughs> How much is it? $15 Yeah $15 That's $3 a magnet Plus oh shipping goodness. and handling That's what a so deal.
2: cheap This ship
1: is heavy as hell too I've gotten jacked
2: Carrying boxes of these things
3: Yeah we have carried these boxes various places, and they are very
2: heavy. Very heavy. Keith, how fun is it to carry them through TSA?
1: Uh, they want to check every single magnet with their little ray gun. <laughs> I'm like, they're all the same. We got to check them all. God damn it. Thank you, for, ch- thank you for protecting the sky, sir.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Highlander magnets. Wow, where can we buy these magnets?
1: You can get them on Etsy.com. Just search Highlander Rewatch or head on over to our Facebook page and click the Shop Now button. That's Facebook.com backslash Highlander Rewatched.
3: Well, I'm going to buy these and hang up all my old report cards that I keep around there.
1: that's right it always comes back to the report cards the, right. the
2: chips are down what else do you put on a refrigerator nothing you know it's a little upsetting i've got a new refrigerator not magnetic I'm uh, pretty what upset
1: about it what is it made of wood yeah it's a wooden refrigerator <laughs> I'm like, how is it not magnetic magnets don't stick to it wow why did they do that that's Mag- cuckoo bananas. is it is it nice yeah <laughs> is it i is mean it like nice i don't know like is it like stainless steel looking yeah hmm. and that's not what But it's not magnetic that's oh. crazy It's kooky It's cuckoo bananas oh, Well listen good Maybe good test good. your Test your fridge out first See if it's
2: no. Magnet compatible Don't do see that See if it's Report card compatible uh, uh. Avon's grades are so good They
1: reject magnets <laughs> <Right. laughs> And if you don't have A report card Enroll in a Community college class There you go Take a couple uh, You know take Adult take, learning take courses Take a class on art history
2: Ooh. Not because it's practical This is just for you
3: Yeah Educate yourself mm-hmm. But yeah
1: Buy your Special Highlander magnet set today and it supports the podcast yeah way to kill the ending of that one sorry guys (laughs) (laughs) so we got back to the dojo and kamir and richie ryan are having another lesson Mm
2: -hmm. this is the the conversation i referenced earlier about you know but where am i from bowling alleys yes this is this is where that
3: happened. that's a great line Like, Mac has the highlands, you have India I have bowling alleys and fast food joints
1: Why don't we listen to the clip? It's a good clip
3: Yeah, let's
0: Shabash, well done as we say in India Must have been quite a world India has many worlds, Richie From the borders of Sri Lanka up to the Himalayas Anything you could imagine, India had it India was it And as the great wheel turns, we'll be that again Good Men like us must preserve where we come from, because that is what makes us sane. That is what makes us holy.
1: Sure. If you come from somewhere,
2: or someone.
0: You only say this because you don't know who your parents are. No immortal does. We are children and heirs of the time and place that bore us.
2: So, Max got the Highlands, you've got India. I've got bowling alleys and fast food joints.
0: You have much more than that, Richie. And you will know it when it starts to die before you. And you will fight for it. Even if you are, as I am, the last of your kind. That's some good shit.
1: Like that's that's really quality. It's good good writing and stuff. Part of this
3: is good writing and I like it, and part of it just I don't know if we want to get into this. Part of it makes me think of the uh, white supremacist movement preserving our culture. And, like, I get echoes of that here. I, 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 got, I got
1: it, too. I did write in my notes, this guy is a real nationalist, like, yeah. in maybe a bad way. <laughs> I don't know.
3: And is it is it different somehow or not? Or is it the same? Or, like, I can kind of see both sides of
2: it it's very different for the, the 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 reasons that follow which is to say one he is inherently inclusive in the sense that he is super keen to carry on the thing that he has come from and his culture he also thinks richie's culture is very valid like he's he's trying to convince richie like no 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 don't denigrate your culture your culture is spectacular he's not saying that like my my desire to preserve this history of India is adverse to you. It's not like a pie that you can only eat so much of. Like yours is great and you will understand the value of it over time. That is one. Number two, white nationalism is based on a false idea that white people are under siege or under threat or that because other people are prevail, like starting to, you know, achieve and have access to the same resources that they are under threat. That is false. That is a bullshit premise that people use to, de- to punch downward, to harm people who already aren't occupying the same equal footing that they should. And that makes it wildly different. White nationalists punch downward, and it's disgusting. <laughs> it's gross. Sorry to all our Nazi listeners out there, but no, that is the thing that is different. And people always like make this dumb points like oh you're not know, allowed to be proud to be white and it's like no 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 you exist in your culture everything around you celebrates the culture that you come from it's everywhere you surround it the people who are doing that are denigrating other cultures and not putting them on the same the same pedestal that's the end of my rant on this there we go it is different <laughs> but what about reverse
3: racism
2: <laughs> true. what about fuck that fuck you and the horse you rode in on <laughs> I feel like we're going to get some hate mail on this one.
3: No. But I don't care. I don't know. No, I think that that puts it well. Yeah. Also, like, I don't know. There's not a problem with, like, I'm Irish. I'm celebrating my Irish heritage. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, white heritage... Well, white heritage isn't is a heritage. Yes, yeah, it's, it's white it's,
2: people are consisted of. Like, how much do does Spain and Norway have in common when the chips are down? Not a lot of like. If you're both gonna be like, oh, we're celebrating our white heritage, you're like, the fuck you are, yeah, <laughs> right. Like, you're, you're celebrating uh, like a a fictitious race right. at that point. You are yeah. not celebrating. You know, if you want to like listen to Irish jigs and like learn how to make really good shepherd's pie, I don't know. I'm struggling <laughs> yeah. on on my irish culture at the moment beer <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> get drunk all the time yeah. like nobody just kidding. literally no one on the planet will give you a hard time for that no no one on the planet thinks that you don't have the right to enjoy that anyone who's like making the over go oh, you don't have to like anything anymore fuck you
1: yeah very good although amen i i do think i i was like a little sensitive to like the kind of nationalist tone of his thing. That's probably just because I think of the political climate we're in today.
2: Well, I think we should be right to have heightened awareness of that in these moments, mm-hmm. but we, sure. uh, there's a baby, there's bathwater. Keep them separate.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Okay, Absolutely.
3: so... Mac comes in and interrupts this little moment. He's like, Richie, can you uh, leave us alone? Yeah, Mac is pissed. He's yeah. like, we need a moment. Yeah, and this is, this is where our intro... Is.
1: Yeah, so this is where Max like, Yeah, Martin malay was killed, and Camir's like, Yes, the the great wheel of like justice like turns, like the goddess has taken her revenge.
2: He says in like the passive voice as though <laughs> he had nothing to do with it. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> and Max's like, Oh, maybe you helped her out a little bit. <laughs> He's like, What? you you're judging me for this? He he says Malay was doing m- worse than murdering people because he is harming the people of India's souls by taking this statue away, and that's worse than being a murderer, which is an interesting like point he, of view.
2: Like he's like a Carnivorous, like he's not trying to kill a person; he's trying to kill a culture. Like he is. Like that is what his crime is essentially. Right.
3: The McCloud I knew wasn't
2: so quick to judge.
1: That's right, and then we get a flashback,
2: which it like goes over his shoulder and like a
1: carpet appears, and like they zoom through the, the door. door and I like, liked this; it's I don't interesting. Know. I was like, it like ended up looking better than I thought it would. Yeah, because like it really isn't an element
2: of the present that they're focusing on. It's just like they just kind of do it, but it worked. Yeah. I don't know. And we get a panther
3: growl. <laughs> 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 Mac is stomping around and he finds a garter on the ground.
2: Mm-hmm. Ho ho, dear readers. Mac's costume is awesome in this. Yeah. Too. He's you know He looks again, great. Again in like a Indian, like a very kind of ornate Indian garb mm-hmm. that looks dope. Yeah. I mean, it looks good. His, his hair's, hair's, all, hair's down all down and he's yeah. like yeah. He looked good.
1: Yeah. With a body like that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Meanwhile,
3: Miss Ramsey she's also ready to ram kind of yeah she's ready to ram she's coming on to mac that was like a little right the
2: only thing greater than her lust for mac is her racism yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so she wants to mac it with mac she's just like grabbing him basically but mac i guess wants to go visit vashti Vashti.
2: yeah is that where he's going or is he just walking by
1: i think so because then she's like shoves it He's like, oh, I'm sure you have other things to do, like with that little brown tart of yours. She oh says. boy! This is like, yes. uh, is it because it it's figs? Like the tart is made with figs. No. Yeah. Just, and it's just yeah. cooling on the <laughs> windowsill. <So, laughs> yeah, I'm so he's, hungry.
2: He's gonna, he's about to go pull a hot take <laughs> <That's> by, <great. laughs> by taking the tart while it's still <laughs> cooling. Mm, uh,
1: delicious. So at, so at, at this point, point Mac like, dumps her, I guess. Uh, yeah, he's like, 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 we're at, done finger blasting. Yeah. And she's like, at least I'm white. And it's like, yeah,
3: pretty the fucked fuck? Up. Yep. And then Mac gets really angry and chews her away.
1: I had somebody in high school tell me. It doesn't matter what I think. He's not even white.
3: What? Yeah. To you? Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Fascinating. Yeah, how about that?
3: Vashti overhears all this as she is lurking in a <laughs> alcove.
2: <laughs> yes. And she's like, ooh, this Mac character. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Ramsey
1: and his buddy are on the road. And so they come across this, like, I guess this thuggy camp or whatever it is, and they're playing their sitar music and some tablas, and they get, like, ambushed.
3: By, like, a guy pretending to be a beggar? Yeah. I don't really know why that ruse needed to happen, but...
1: Yeah, I don't know either. Mm. Just get him.
3: Yeah, just get get him. him.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But they end up killing these two guys. And of course, Camille is there. He reveals himself and, and he's the Ramsey's one who, like, what are you doing here? Yeah.
3: <laughs> Camille uh, unhand me. Meh <laughs> <She? laughs>
2: uh, yeah, so he gets garroted. This think?
3: is this is probably the finest example of Kyle's hated camera uh-huh. technique.
2: Oh yeah. yeah, I remember this. Well, yeah. like the way this, this is, is shot insane. Yeah. The way this is shot, like, except for the zoom is like kind of like frantic and interesting. Yeah. Keep on cutting to the musicians who are saying they're like almost like smiling while yeah. like, I
3: this like brutal violence is happening. I like the cutting. I don't like all the in and out. Mm, Cuz it's t- terrible. Yeah. <laughs> A
1: little too much. It's, it's very much. bad. It's too much.
3: This is hard to watch. <laughs> Not because of the content. I'm like, "Oh, this is cool." But apparently they filmed this at night. And, like, it was hard to see, so they had to do all this, like, zooming in and stuff. Hmm. So they're dead.
1: Yep, so they're dead. So we're back in the present now, and we're resuming this previous argument. And Max says a thing that I thought was very strange. In his argument uh, defending—what's his name? Uh, Malay. Malay. He's (laughs) like— Was it Martin Malay's wish to die? Was like the question he poses. It's like that's the argument, man. Like, come on, dig deeper. Like, he's- no, he Well, he's. I think he's. He, that's an awkward way to say it. What he meant to say is, yeah, did Martin
2: like did Martin Malay want to die? Did you want to kill him? Like, he's basically just throwing it in his face. Like, Martin Malay didn't want to die. Like, you didn't. I guess you, you so. Didn't get to kill him. Yeah. I don't know, was it his wish to die? Makes it sound really strange. But even, like, did he
1: want to die? I mean, like, I don't think that's necessarily on the table when you are issuing justice in this regard. Like, is that a question that Mac is asking? Like, you know, I know they murdered, like, 40 people. I don't know if he wants to die, Like, (laughs) so I better not do anything about it. I don't know. Strange. He didn't murder 40 people, though. No, I know. I'm just, you know. So then Mac Uh, also says he has never done anything like, he's never killed a mortal Unless someone else's life was at stake. We know that's not true. And I was like, ah, no. I don't
2: remember. i killed people with their, with their children watching. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right.
1: Yeah. Like that oh, shit.
2: He did say that. He has <laughs> said that, which is like, wait, was their children watching while they were threatening another mortal so you had to kill them? Did they bring their kid to a massacre that you presented? No, you were the massacre-er. Right. Yeah, so don't bullshit us, man.
3: He's killed mortals in revenge for things they've done. But arguably, people are no longer in danger after they
1: do this And in this case, there is no danger really presented. No. In this term, like, uh, mortal danger. Like, a life will not be lost if the statue stays where it is. But he is, strictly speaking, lying. Yeah, (laughs) Mac is just wrong.
3: He's using alternative facts.
1: (laughs) This reminded me, actually, a lot of uh, The Fighter, this sort of argument they're having. Yeah. So, like, who you are you to judge me? You've done stuff like this. And, You've killed people. Yeah, yeah, and Mac somehow is able to, like, no, I haven't.
2: Well, in the fighter, we, we always discount that he did kill George. Oh, yeah, yeah. Once he killed George, he was
1: fucked. That's right. Yeah, fuck you, Sully. Sully. But, but if he hadn't killed George, that would have been different. Exactly. So we cut up to the uh, the loft, and now Richie and Mac are kind of continuing mm-hmm. this argument. And Richie, of course, is taking the side, I guess. We're playing devil's advocate uh, on the side of Kamir, And Mac is fixing a pot. Yeah, he's yes. like. I, I was like, "What yeah. is Mac fiddling well, he, he with this time?" He already fixed that clock, yeah. so yeah. now he's got to. He fix He had to fix clock. that clock twice. He fixed it, and then uh, yeah. Mikey. Mikey, Mikey Mikey broke it, yeah. and then he had to fix it again.
3: <laughs> so Richie, he's arguing that it isn't necessarily wrong that Malay is murdered, which I think is interesting. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, like Richie's just taking up the part. It's like this guy is like coming from a different culture. This is more serious to him than it is to you. Like. Right. You don't understand what the stakes are for Khmer in this instance.
1: But then Duncan says, like, Ruchi doesn't work like that. They thought in the 12th century when you cut off somebody's hand, like, they thought that when you cut off someone's hand for stealing a loaf of bread, like, that was wrong. So, Mm -hmm. Max like, arguing that Khmer's sense of justice is, like, dated and is from a different place and, you know. And we update this. Yeah. And not cool anymore.
2: Right. Which is interesting and certainly in that example, true. Mm Mm-hmm. I
1: like that, like, Richie flat-out asks Mac, like, well, just because he believes something different doesn't make him evil, right? And Mac's like, no, it doesn't. Like, Mac's on board. They're like, "Kamir's not a bad guy, which is good. But he is! Well, yeah, Yeah. yeah, he's a bad guy.
2: Uh, As we will learn soon. But, yeah, this conversation, I mean... Well, this entire conversation around it is good, but it's interesting that, like, now we get it coming from Richie. Mm-hmm. That it's awesome. Not Can
1: we talk about Richie's hair? and like Richie's hair is all slicked, slicked back. back. And he's, like, up on the table. Yeah. Like, he's, like, perched up
2: there. Yeah. It's good. I'm just picturing Spider-Man now. <laughs> like, only he's a greaser.
3: Yeah. A greasy Spider-Man.
2: <laughs> so, now we get a flashback again. hmm And Mac, man, something about this, Mac in the, this, like, Indian garb, he's got to, like, fight the ladies off with a stick.
1: He's talking to Kamir, I guess because they're worried that uh, Ramsey has not come back yet. Yeah. And Mac's concerned about, like, the fallout. Like, if he did get killed by Tuggies, like, well, this will be far worse. Like, I know Ramsey's not good, but they'll send, you know, ten Ramseys in his place.
2: Yeah. And they'll kill a bunch of people in retaliation. Right. Right. Uh So then they see the widow Vashti, and he's like, I do not think that she's here to see
3: me. She is here for you. So Kamir makes a beeline and then Vashti and him have a little chat so she's basically just asking why did you turn away miss ramsey she's beautiful she's english she's white blah 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 she's
1: like you yeah
3: that's like no she's nothing like me she's a bitch
1: <laughs> basically yeah, yeah. uh but once again like being
3: white is magic
2: yeah <laughs>
1: mm-hmm and so then Matt goes to visit her in her room later, mm-hmm. and...
3: Kamir
2: is Kimere, leaving.
1: And he's like, you've made the right decision. It's like, ooh, what's this about? Right. So Matt goes in...
3: And he does a little look, like, huh? Oh, well.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, well. <laughs> then there's an interesting conversation about... Vashi's asking, like, do you believe you need to, like, live a pure life to, like, move on? And, like, all this sort of kind of karma reincarnation stuff.
2: Yeah, and also just, like, more generically, like, "Do you need, do you think you need to, like, always do what you think is right? Like, try to be honorable right blah 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 which of course are seeds that will come back five minutes from now right mm-hmm. uh, and max
1: like i'm not sure about all that but he's like i do believe we should try and no one's perfect but we should act yeah. accordingly so to speak yeah,
2: yeah. so then he max her
3: yep and then they just yeah. pff- fuck yep <laughs> there's this part where like she picks up a candle and the candle has like weird cloth at the bottom of it and she takes it to another table and the way she puts the candle down in the table because of this cloth is like so awkward (laughs) and she like pauses for a moment to make sure that the candle doesn't fall over. I was just like, why? (laughs) Like that distracted me to no end. So that's me crazily watching this. And I'm just like, why give her this like unwieldy candle that she can't put down?
1: (laughs) So what do we think of this heat, guys? It's very hot. Very hot. Heats. Yeah. Heats. (laughs) So yeah, they go downtown Charlie Brown. Mac's getting a lot of action in this episode. Yeah, Yeah. I
2: know, right? Reese's hand (laughs) (laughs) the master Uh, macker.
1: So we cut to the next morning. Vashti is getting dressed, and she's going to head to the temple. And she needs to go alone, she says. And uh, also, she reveals that she's in love with Mac. That's right. Because I guess she said, like, Mac was like, oh, or she told Mac, I guess, before she's never been in love. Mm. But after she had that sweet tea, (laughs) she is in love.
3: Yeah. Bomb D, man. So Mac sleeps in like a lazy bastard.
1: Right. He's tired from all that.
3: Yeah. (laughs) From all his banging. Yep. Um, So he's going down, and then there's just a,
1: no! (laughs) And
3: then he gets smacked in the face two times
1: uh it's amazing uh what's the sound effect
2: on this like (laughs) it's like like somebody took a stake and threw it against the wall
1: and mac's reaction to it is great like he gets hit returns to normal instantaneously and then gets hit again and he's just back on track it's great
3: (laughs) so it's uh mrs colonel mrs colonel shrieking about her dead husband who's been found buried in uh, the dirt
1: yep and then of course she lob some more racist nonsense at mac about
3: your precious indians Ugh. have killed my husband
2: your precious indians you know <laughs> You're precious indians you know
1: we cut back to the present and kamir shows up at the loft and
3: the cali statue is there
1: is there they have transported yeah. this priceless statue to max to to, apartment. <laughs> to a gym yeah, to a so gym. then mac can give it to him what like why are we moving it around this much yeah why is it upstairs (laughs) like they must have had to pack it up so they Mm -hmm. brought it to mac's place unpacked it
2: so mac has apparently made peace with the decision to kill malay right that's what this indicates Mm -hmm. it's like you know what like i don't agree but there was a transgression here he did steal it you are entitled to this back i'm meeting you this far so like mac is showing some uncharacteristic flexibility here right it seems to be pretty chill about the whole thing
1: Well, also, what's pretty interesting is I don't know if anyone watched the deleted scene. There's like an extended, like the extended and deleted scenes on the DVD. One of them is between, right, Mm -hmm. Chandra and Mac. And Mac is kind of agreeing, like, give it back to him and I'll pay the difference. Yeah, so I I think this is another one of those instances where Max like I'll just use my money to fix the problem. Like, what will make this go away? Money. I'll I'll just. It's the 20th century. Money is the superpower. Okay. Actually, yeah, sure. sorry, not even the 20th
2: century. It's always been money is a superpower. Yeah. uh
1: So there is Thanks this Bruce deleted Blaine. scene yeah. where I think yeah that's that's where this kind of comes from. It's like I don't know if it's Max necessarily has a change of heart, but may, maybe maybe he does. But I think he feels like the easiest path is to just kind of make this go away, grease yeah.
3: the wheels a little bit. All
1: right. With Richie's hair grease. Yeah. Exactly.
3: <laughs> but he kind of seems like agitated Mac. He's kinda like, all right, come on. Like, here's your statue, leave.
2: <laughs> well, I think he think. well, I think he's not wrong. Like, yeah. this guy's a liability being around. So. Like Yeah, he, he really still, wants and kills of there. people.
1: Because, <laughs> like, right. like, Oh, I owe you so much, and Mac's like, Show it and leave. It's yeah. like, geez, man. Like, <laughs> Well, he's, he's like legitimately like, thank you very much for this. It means a lot. And Mac is like, yeah, Mac- you can prove it by getting out of my house. I- I'm fine with it because really? this
2: guy's still a fucking killer. Like, Mac ate his medicine and is willing to come along to the idea that this guy did this thing that he thinks is unthinkable, but he so. is willing to tolerate it and understand it. Like, This is not like, oh, I've eventually over time developed a case for Curry and now I like it. Like, this is, you killed someone. I will never be okay with this, but I am, like, willing to understand why you did it. But I don't want to be around you. Like, you're a fucking killer. Like, as far as Max is concerned, this guy is still a murderer. But, like, he's willing to suspend disbelief. I don't know. Hmm. You don't go from zero to 60 on that, where, like, I think you killed someone, now we're best friends. I don't know.
1: I guess not. I guess m- my thought is just that, like, Mac hasn't really had a beef with this guy before, and he killed, like, one dirtbag, and Mac is, like, so done with him. I'm like, yeah, well, I, like I I'm think Mac's dealt with a lot worse. That's I don't all.
2: know. There are a lot of people I've never had a beef with, and even people who I rather like. And if I found out they killed someone, even someone I don't particularly care for, my opinion on them would adopt, would change with that information. That's all I'm saying. Eamon, you're great, but if you're going around corroding people, I might think like less of you, um, you know. But he's never done of it before! Yeah. Alright, well
1: maybe my point is uh, correct. <laughs> maybe it's just that I think Mac has had he's, far he's, worse he, friends. You know, well, that The is company infat- Mac has kept has been pretty lousy, yeah, in that, some yeah. cases. That is and this guy true. is like, you know, and he's very aggro about this whole thing.
3: Yeah. And he obviously hasn't learned his lesson because immediately after this, <laughs> he's at the university. He's um, following Sean In fucking
2: stealth mode. Yeah. He's really he's like
3: like a ghost. lurking. So she's like walking through some weird service entrance or something. I don't know. It looks like a weird hallway. And he's sneaking behind her with his silk cord. Mm-hmm. And right as he's about to get her... He gets the buzz. And she doesn't notice any of this
1: somehow. No. <laughs> They're that stealthy. Very yeah. stealthy.
3: And Mac is just like, man, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's well, a fair response. It is. I mean, this he gave is, him this is more than enough leeway. This is fucked.
2: I think that the way things have gone up until now are, like, fairly acceptable in terms of, like, Kamir doing something that I think is on, like... I would never be okay with him killing Malay. Like, I will never be cool with that. Right. But, like, it's on the extreme of the understandable. At least within the rules of Highlander. Him trying to kill this girl is so utterly inexcusable. Like, this woman, excuse me, is just horrifying. Especially because... She relented. He wanted something. She consented to give it to him.
1: Like, and, and now he's just mad because he describes her as like the worst sort of like traitor. Like she's this, a traitor she's, to like her she's culture.
3: worse to him than Malay. Yeah. yeah. This is where I
2: think the white nationalist concern comes in, because right. like one of the things they're very into, which is why like you know when they see that Cheerios commercial with a biracial family, and Ugh, they barf. Freak, yeah. yeah. Like they freak out is because like the this notion of being traitor. like a race traitor yeah. and that. That is bad. Like, yeah. that, is, that is some serious racist nationalist shit mm. that and we should this? all be upset about.
1: Yeah, Mac is like, whatever Kali's laws are, like, she's not subject to them. And then we trigger another flashback. And so Mac is arriving to another funeral pyre. And he's yelling, like, mm-hmm. Vashti, Vashti. And she is now dead on this pyre. And we get revealed from Kamir that this was, I guess, like a ritual suicide. To, so, like, set right the ritual that Mac interrupted. Exactly.
3: And that she did it for herself and because she loved Mac. That's what Kamir says anyway. Like she did this because she loves you. Yeah, and you get right. like these flashbacks to a few minutes ago where she's saying
2: like, "Do you believe you should try to do the right thing? She should mm-hmm. try to live honorably and do this whole thing." And like, which in the the, the set of rules that she's playing with includes going through with this. Right. So, like Mac, in some ways, that inadvertently like kind of nudged her to do this unbeknownst to himself
1: well she right. had already decided in some ways because kamir had left her room right before mac got there right so at that point i guess she was like i'm gonna go out with a bang literally yeah <laughs> like, let's do this <laughs> like but uh kamir's pretty even killed, i thought here like mac is flipping out and is ready to kill kamir and kamir is like no and he talks mac down about how this is what she wanted and this is right and this is our culture and it works out like when this flashback
2: started. I was expecting, especially considering what we're about to see Kamir do, or what we were, what Mac interrupted Kamir doing in the present, that we were going to see some sense in which Kamir is more responsible for her death. Or like, you know, maybe it's not as voluntary as presented that mm-hmm. he like coerces her. Or, like, I mean, I could her. definitely
1: see that, yeah, that talk in the room was more like, you need to do this. Maybe, but, but we, we don't, don't see we that. We don't get anything like no.
2: that. No. No, it's, yeah. I think, I think we are supposed to think that this is purely. As pure as it can be, a voluntary choice. It's not like he killed her and, you know, was forcing her to go through with this thing. Right. Which I thought was what was going to happen based on what he's doing in the present.
3: Yeah, I thought he was just going to kill her or something. But
2: is Kamir like a fallen version of himself?
3: Perhaps.
1: Uh, I would say maybe, yeah. I mean, so then we flash or cut forward to the present and Kamir is like, I am India. I am Kali. Kali, Like, I am the law. yeah, Yeah.
3: He thinks he is a god. Yeah. And Mac is like, no,
2: it's right. Just, this just this is all
1: out of nowhere. This too. felt
2: completely out of nowhere. Like yeah. his rationalization for killing Malay, which I vehemently disagree with, were words coming out of a sane person's mouth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I understand why he might have that position, even though I think it's completely incorrect. Like people can disagree on things. This is cuckoo
1: bananas. I had a note in my notes like while I was watching this episode, like I kind of couldn't remember how this shook out in the end, mm-hmm. and I'm like watching the ticker go by on the clock, and I was like. Huh, I was like, did they write a plot that has no, like, conflict at the end? I was like, how is this going to resolve? Like, things are kind of wrapping up, like, interesting. Right. And then this just, like, gets dropped on you, like, well, where Kamir like, just goes fucking bananas. He goes
3: insane. He literally, like, puts his hands up to his face and says, I am Kali. Yeah. And I'm like, like, whoa. When did you turn into a super villain? Yeah, like,
1: yeah. there's no hinting <laughs> like, of any of this in his persona earlier in the episode. Not really. Especially the, fla- the thing that immediately precedes
2: this is this flashback where he, like, very rationally and very, like, empathetically explains to Mac what, like, about the culture that she's participating in. And they have this nice moment where, like, Mac then, like, almost joins into the ritual. Like, he's right. the one who lights the pyre. They have, like, this moment of shared understanding about this. Mm-hmm.
3: Right.
1: And then the present is just... The complete opposite, where yeah.
2: he's not being rational at all.
3: He's just nutty. malevolent.
1: Yeah, I mean, I could, I can see, I think this coming out of the character, but not this quickly. Like th- this needed, we well, needed to meet is this just character like a, again. A
3: switches flip. Yeah, exactly. Or, or they needed it to be right. Needed to see seeds of this early.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: And he's like so patient with Richie. Is that just a strategy to throw Mac off?
1: I don't think so. I I, think so. I found him to be a. Pretty compelling immortal. Like, I was like, this guy's great. Like, I want more of this guy.
2: Yeah. I, don't, I disagree with the decision that he goes and tries to kill her. Like, I find that problematic for the structure of this episode. Uh, at least that she he tries doing
1: it then. Should we have this discussion later? Like, yeah, maybe. How, would, like how would we... Because re- like I was pondering this, too. Yeah. Like, how would I make this have a fight at the end? I don't know. Like, yeah. or
2: he just needed, like, if nothing else, like, probably the least disruptive thing they could do is just have him tone this down. Like, don't say, I am India, I am Kali, but make it be, like, a more extreme reading of what he's saying before. He's just It's like it's like you fixed this. She did not. Like her sins are still upon her for participating in this. I can't let it go. Right. And Max like you You have have to. You have to. Or we're fighting and then they fight. Right. Like that is still like very evil. Like more evil than what we see him do before, but at least it feels like an outgrowth of what we've seen. Right. Like him saying, "Like I am India, I am Kali." Like that comes that's out of that comes. That's like yeah. that's like a weird like. This guy did the fusion dance with Slam the Cat, and yeah. like now they're yeah. like he's a cartoon character. Yeah, right. Anyway, so they have a very cramped fight in this hallway. Yeah, they yeah.
1: Do. <laughs> But then they bust into a fucking a planetarium. A planetarium, and there's Pink p- Floyd uh, yeah. starts I was, playing. I was like, what Lasers? the fuck is this? Also, <laughs>
2: yeah. we don't get to see the planets. It's just the light just show. Just the light yeah. show. And there's a bunch of weird laser sounds. It's just like yeah. pew, 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 pew,
3: pew, pew. I love this. Meemur. I thought it was great. It was silly.
1: I thought well, no, it was It was a yeah. cool place uh, to do it. silly. Yeah. Yeah.
3: But they're they're fighting. At one point, he uses his silk cord to grab Mac's sword. I like that. Which I thought was awesome.
2: Well, kind of. I also like it. But it's the last move of the fight and it doesn't yeah. work, he dies instantly. Yeah. Like he wraps the silk cord and it's like, well, wow, that was a dumb thing to do. And Mac <laughs> instantly heads him. Like, yeah. I also like that the silk cord found its way into the fight, but it was like a weird afterthought. We're like, well, maybe yeah. he tries to reach it with the cord. And Mac's like, well, I've <laughs> got a sword and that's better than a silk scarf, so you're dead. <laughs> like, it would have been cool if that actually factored in Mm -hmm. also there is this sweep the leg move Mm -hmm. and i'm unsure whether that's supposed to be a callback or what but i would have part of me would have liked the idea of there's like this notion of like almost culture exchange in this thing because mac's like mac is seeing the parallels here he's like oh the japanese have a move that is like this what is that's my background like they have an answer to this move that i can look up and like you know kamir's weakness in some way is that he has never allowed himself to grow and truly Ooh. experience other cultures. Ooh. Cause if he did, he would know there's a counter to this special move. That's you know very I mean? good. And that like Max's max own multicultural identity is his strength.
1: I like this reading.
2: I don't know. I'm reading an awful lot into like this fighting game maneuver, downright strong punch. But
1: like <laughs> Yeah you know. I, I like the way you're describing it. I don't know how you film that and get it across like this is how Mac defeated him by his multiculturalism. No, yeah. but I like, mean without like without someone having to explain it like But it's great symbol but know. it's great symbolism. symbolism.
2: Yeah. 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 But I don't I also don't know how, how you would <laughs> explain it other than like maybe it's maybe the instead of fixing a pot, when they're having that conversation, Mac and Richie are sword fighting. And he asks him to try that move, and he's able to counter it. And yeah, says like, oh.
1: or he reads an old book where yeah. it's like the Japanese, you know, looking up that move and st- researching what the counter was to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. There's symbolically
2: rich stuff. But like again, I'm still a little unsure that that's the move he uses. I'm just, I just am not
3: sure. I'm sure if F. Braun had anything to do with this, I could absolutely see that being something oh totally he puts in there because that's his like language mm.
1: yeah so can we talk about this quickening yes please <laughs> this is on the kernel level uh yes it's pretty nuts it's <laughs> well the one
2: the so what we actually have to explain what happens well the ghost like kind of looks ghost. like the, the quickening ghost it's like very i mean it's faded but it straight up looks like the collie. I mean, it's yeah. got like, the. it looks like it's got like vague outlines of multiple arms. Like
3: we have the planetarium light show going, right. And then we have the ghost stuff.
2: And then we have like a, st- not quite a strobe light, but like yeah. Mac has like really powerful spotlights coming from behind mm-hmm. him. Right.
3: And then he, he's doing these weird hand motions.
1: That- yeah. He's doing like straight up, he like, looks like he's being, like, an Indian statue. statue. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, uh-oh. uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The one shot I do kind of like, at some point he has his hands the out. The fingers. And like, <laughs> oh, yeah. And like, that creates, was awesome.
2: That creates, like, a really cool yeah. lighting effect. Yeah. But then it, like, transitions from that into him being, like, putting his hands flat and, like... Yeah. He's he's doing the Indian, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Indian,
3: you know? Yeah. It's
2: not great. <laughs> yeah. It's bad.
3: I don't know. I half really like this and half cringe at it. Like, I think there's some interesting light stuff and visual stuff happening in but a then, cringeworthy package yeah you know it's then, like, like the hand motions are weird and i don't know yeah a little yeah. silly there's some
2: cool like things dancing around the outside of this quickening but mm-hmm. it's yeah. got like a problematic jury rig
1: center that yeah <laughs> that breaks it down <laughs> but mac looks really uh sad afterwards it's a bummer i feel like no. mac hasn't killed a has mac killed a friend in a bit when was the last friend mac killed <sighs> We even had this come up it was
3: the it's, last it's been a while
1: yeah now well, max killing friends this, again
2: this so is, uh, what a
1: bummer <laughs> uh, our collective amnesia of this might be a problem for the game that's coming up <laughs> <laughs> oh god okay so we cut the denouement of the episode he is in the loft above the dojo
3: so richie's torn up about this death
1: yeah because they had like a bond yeah yeah richie and this guy and he's like bummed about like all the th- people that got killed over this like statue like i st- and he's like i don't feel good about Kamir dying and it really? makes sense, like You
2: shouldn't like you shouldn't feel good about him mm-hmm. dying.
1: But he says like, Kamir didn't speak for India. He only spoke for himself and the cult that died over a hundred years ago. But also, I guess they echo like that. It was a hundred years ago. Like you have to, as an immortal, get over the stuff like these things that are in the past. Like things are going to change. and mm-hmm. You need to
2: embrace them in some way, or at least not be so resistant to them that you feel obligated to kill an art dealer. Right.
1: But Mac is following through and he's packing up the collie to go home. And that's it. That's the episode. It's it. so, like Mac. Still, kind of does a good thing at
2: the end. Sure. Sending this thing back, I suppose. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I mean, it's the least he can do, I guess.
3: <laughs> I guess.
1: This is a very interesting episode. Well, how about before we talk about it, we play a little game? Ba ba da ba!
2: All right, we're going to play a little game we call Three in Five. That is a game where I will give Keith and Eamon alternating topics, and they will have five seconds to name me three examples that fall within that category. For each one, they get correct. They will get a point. If they manage to get all three, four points. It's good times. Uh, Who wants to go first? I'll Eh? go first. Yeah, Eamon, stepping up to the plate. Step up to the streets. We got to see a bunch of colonial
3: officers in this. Can you name me three former British colonies? Uh India. Uh, uh Afghanistan? No. Uh Hong Kong? Does that count? Uh, uh Hong Kong does count.
2: I'm not sure you said it in time though. You missed mm-hmm. a real big one. Yeah, like the oh, US United States, <laughs> States <laughs> or go. Canada.
3: Oh, Canada. Okay,
2: round one was the gimme round. Uh mm. but we'll give you two on that one. Keith, name me. Three cities in Great Britain.
1: Uh London, uh Uh, Birmingham and uh, Wales. Wales is a country. Yep, it is. Uh, Alright, that's
2: two points. Tied. Alright, we're tied on... Gloucester. There we go. Alright, item number two. Eamon, we're getting a little harder now. Give me three cities in India.
3: Oh, boy. Uh, (laughs) uh, Calcutta? Yes. That's all I
2: got. <laughs> accepted Mumbai or Delhi or no, oh, there's a bunch.
1: Anyway,
2: I won't tell yeah, you yeah, now, yeah. but there's a bunch. <laughs> Keith, name for me. Three famous British officers.
1: Well, I don't know. uh, uh, that done. There you go.
2: All right. Complete blank. Complete blank. <laughs> Would have accepted like some good old like Cornwallis. There you go. Or Howes. Mm, Cornwallis. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for you gotta some get Cornwallis. That Cornwallis. It's
1: Cornwallis season here.
2: Would have accepted a French area. or two. Anyway.
1: Well, I'm an idiot. <laughs> nope. All right. Eamon.
3: <laughs> yes, sir.
1: Name for me three
3: friends that Mac has killed. Oh, shit. Dominique Piton. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Highlander Rewatch.
1: Yeah. All right. That's one point. I guess Kamir.
3: Is here. he yeah, really I, a friend?
1: I'd say yeah. he's a
2: friend. I definitely would have accepted Kamir for this Mm. one. Or, like, Michael Moore. Michael Michael Moore. Moore. You got Sully. Sully Sullenberger. Sully Sullenberger. (laughs) Keith. You probably know what the next one is, but name me three friends that Mac has spared. Oh. Oh. (laughs)
1: Oh, Come on.
3: I don't know. I'm blanking. I'm blank. Blanking. What about these episodes we're recording?
2: All right. Oh, damn it. That's a that's a fried egg. <laughs> damn it. Uh, well, I'm losing. Uh, I wouldn't be so sure. Mm. <laughs> oh god. Eamon, Name me yes. 3 Highlander episodes which present some interesting thoughts about race.
3: Ooh, Run for Your Life. Uh Wrath of Kali. Yeah. <laughs> uh and uh yeah. That's Those are my answers. All
2: right. <laughs> I certainly would have accepted See No Evil. Nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and others. And uh, others. Keith, name me three episodes that prominently feature works of art.
1: Ooh. What? Well, any, any any episode that features Duncan's body or <laughs> Tess's body. Uh, God damn it. The time's running out. Um, yeah, the I'm, one, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, uh, Nefertiri, Farah, uh, daughter, daughter, <laughs> daughter. Of Pharaoh's daughter. Oh my God! I'm not sure you got that out. I don't think so. But <clears throat> uh, the joke was solid in the, the top. The joke <laughs> yes. was
2: solid.
3: That was a I, solid joke.
2: I had not thought of Pharaoh's daughter, but I would have accepted it. Because I would museum. have accepted Wrath of Kali.
3: <laughs> oh
2: yeah, <laughs> Wrath of Kali was acceptable for almost every answer yeah. on this one. God damn it! <laughs> Wrath uh, of
3: Kali. Wrath of Kali. Wrath of Kali. Wrath of Kali. Watched three times.
2: <laughs> All right, and it's not going to get any better on this one. Oh, Amen. Maybe three members of Congress. Oh, oh come on.
3: Uh Kamala Harris. Yes. Uh Cory Booker. Yes. Uh, uh, uh blink blank blank. That's
2: five, but you got two. Hey Keith, <laughs> name be three members
1: oh. of the Trump administration that have resigned. Ooh. ooh. Um so you got Steve Bannon, you got uh Rex Tillerson, uh you got Ooh Ooh. Oh, and the lady, the press person. Ah, you're thinking of Hope Hicks. Hope Hicks, I believe. Yep. But you got Hope two. Hicks. You
2: got two in there. Solid. Ooh. All right. Better
1: so, than I usually do on these. Two in it. <laughs> usually a. In fact, Goddamn
2: trainer, you, got, you guys got the most points you got on that last round. The one that's that, weird. That, that is normally the trip.
1: The, the non highlander questions. Wow. Should we cut this game? No. <laughs> no. Okay. I think it's just the worst game we've ever <laughs> played. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> were they that bad? Were they that hard? Your questions were awful. All right. They might have been. <laughs> we hard. performed up to our normal standards. <laughs> yeah. Keith,
2: you clocked in with 4 points. Oh my oh. god. Eamon, you clocked in with 8 points. Ah. 4
1: points was the most I got. You could get that on one round if you got them all right. <laughs> Correct. Get idiot. Oh my god. Weird Correct. dumb dumbs. I can't
3: remember the names of these episodes anymore. We need all to just like I'm
1: fine yeah. if I have like it's when I'm under pressure, I just like i lose it all under pressure bam, 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 bam.
3: also i want to know if when we're playing these games listeners are like freaking out because they know the answers
1: quickly. instantly yeah we don't have the pressure man you're in your car driving to work listening to a podcast easy breezy for you people
3: yeah it's easy for you
1: <laughs> yeah. exactly also you're not idiots like we are so yeah. that probably makes it easier too yeah we, we always forget <laughs> i'll a be handicapped being dumb <laughs>
2: I'm kidding. That Heyo. was a that was a somewhat harder one, but I th- you guys did all right, and I'm very proud of your congressional and Trump administration related answers. Yeah. how
1: about
3: that? Opening those eyes to the world around us.
2: Yeah, <laughs> suck it, Scott Pruitt. Hey, what's three hundred forty-one thousand dollars worth of travel expenses between friends? Yeah, <laughs> taxpayer money. Do we uh, get a cool watcher chronicle out of this bad boy that's right as
1: a reward for our poor <laughs> poor showing at the uh, in the game portion of the show we're this gonna read some yeah. watcher chronicles uh so we've just got one chronicle to read and that is for mr kamir himself so he was born in 350 whoa yeah so he's old as dirt mm-hmm. his first death was in 390 uh and he interrupted robbers stealing hindu goddess statue hmm mm-hmm. uh his teacher was Sanjiv gupta his cultural affiliation was Brahmin. All right. His recent base of operations was Delhi, India. Occupation. Oh, the city you could have said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there <laughs> okay. we go. Uh, his occupation is a Hindu priest. Uh, so his chronicle reads, the great wheel turns, then turns again. As Kali was at the heart of his birth as an immortal, Kali was instrumental in his end as well. When Kamir crafted the incarnation of Kali with his hands and his heart, so many turns of the wheel ago. Wait, Kamir made it. Whoa 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 whoa, 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 whoa! He made the statue. Apparently, according Holy to shit. this, which is funny because in my notes I was like, I was like, I wish there was that? more explanation of this statue. Like, I don't like that it's like it's like a lie. I'm like, but I wish there was some like significant like whatever it is. Like, this is a special statue for some reason. I wish we got that history. But now it's that he made it and he just wants it back. <laughs> yeah, that somehow cheapens it. Or if that's what they're going to do, have him say it. Yeah, yeah have him say a, it. Well, like I mean, obviously out. these are written, yeah. Yeah. like, after possibly years after yeah. the fact. <laughs> Interesting. Could he imagine it would be half a world away in a land where Kali herself had held no sway? Hey, it rhymed. Kamir, uh, <laughs> for so long, the bringer of Kali's justice, brought down by one whose own code of justice proved the stronger in the end. Interesting. Co- his code of justice proves struggle. What the fuck does that mean?
3: Batman versus Superman code of justice. <laughs>
1: so that's just like whoever kills the other person, like their code of, of justice, justice is, is better? Like, yeah. what? Uh, really
3: my code of justice is better.
1: <laughs> in the end, Kali's purpose was served by Kamir's sacrifice, uh, as her sacred image rests once again in the land she protects. Interesting. So there we go. We don't really find out too much about Kamir, no. other than he, uh, hey, he sculpts pretty nicely. Yeah, he's a good
3: sculptor. Yeah. I wonder if he and Tessa would have gotten along.
1: I bet they would have. No. (laughs) (laughs) So, what do we
2: think about this bad boy? What are our
3: thoughts? Uh, I'm really torn about this. This feels like a little Christopher Nolan y to me, where, like, every scene with Kamir, he's like saying his motivations to the audience. Like, I almost had a hard time writing notes for this episode because, like, shit is getting thrown at you as much as possible. Like, all these, like, moral and ethical and, like, cultural ideas. Hmm. It's just, like, people constantly spouting off their motivations at you, Um, which a little bit bothered me, but a little bit, like, I like Kamir. I think he's great, but... All of his dialogue was just kind of like espousing his beliefs. Like I thought we said, I feel like his his character got a little lost and rushed at the end, maybe.
2: I, I don't think it would have bothered me but for the way it ends. yeah, Because then it feels like all that other stuff was like much ado about nothing. Like right. that stuff isn't really what drives him. He's driven by like this weird sense of like narcissistic empowerment that he's somehow a divine and speaks mm-hmm. for all of India. And that's crazy town. And like all the other stuff was like, well, what was that?
3: Like, I feel like there's a five star episode in here. Oh, hiding.
1: I think there's five, there's a out. five
2: there's five stars worth of moral questions and production quality and, in terms of like the flashbacks and that kind the of stuff. The
1: production quality in this episode, like, it's no surprise there's so much flashback to yeah India because like they gotta milk it like because it's awesome. you to do if, it, it. The costumes are yeah. great like. The yeah. Steve Gagan's, like, sets and locations are awesome. Like, uh, he said the palace is the Orpheum Theater, which we've kind of seen before, which was the... That's the theater with Mad Marcus in... Oh, cool. What episode is that? Is that Sea no Evil? Yes. Yeah, Sea no Evil. But, yeah, he's like, yeah, the, uh, the architecture in this building is, like, strange. He's like, you don't see stuff like this anywhere on the West Coast. And it worked perfectly for India. And apparently he also was, like... One championing, like, we got to do an India episode. Uh, nobody thought he could. It was like, that's not going to happen. Like, we're never going to be able to recreate that. And then they wrote it, and I think he knocked it out of the park. It's yeah, good. It's, it's, they got, they got that tiger in there. They got that tiger in there. <laughs> Put a tiger in your tank. Like,
3: all the actors are great in this episode. I kind of didn't like Colonel Ramsey that much, but he, he's he, a little too much. He plays his part well, but I think, yeah, he, I think he's a little over the top, to quote my favorite Sylvester <laughs> Stallone movie. Yeah. I want to like this more than I do for and i I can't quite put my finger on it interesting
2: i think the rush nature of the ending i think makes the rest of it feel a little more feeble than it does i've been trying to think of like structurally how i would want it to go differently i think what i'd said earlier about just tamping down his rhetoric at the end is probably the least disruptive to the episode way of doing it but i feel like there's another way to structure this but it requires like some real reweighing of this. Maybe the actual fight between Duncan and Kamir happens a little earlier in the episode. That happens, they fight, Mac spares him. Mac decides not to kill him, like with a promise not to like to let her go and like, you know, maybe Kamir learns something from Mac in this fight. And then like our final action beat in some way takes place in the past. With Mac interceding to prevent the racist woman from taking vengeance on Kamir and others for the crimes. Like, maybe there's, like, your final action beat or something.
1: That's an interesting... I don't know if this show ever did something like that where the final action beat is in the flashback. Like, because I did feel that way this whole episode. It's like the present storyline kind of moves along and it's interesting discussions. And I'm like, I'm not sure how this is going to, like have a punchy ending yeah and it's maybe the solution is it doesn't but you the action is all in the past and and you just let there just be some interesting story you tell back then yeah and like
2: maybe the your vessel your way into that is richie saying like being surprised being like you you seem so against this like why did you spare him and maybe we get some insight into that decision based on what this climax in the past was Hmm. I don't know. I'm kind of thinking aloud here. but
3: yeah. I mean, I don't even know if the Richie parts really need to be in this episode. I see, feel like I
2: like that, though.
3: I like it. Like, I don't think it's bad, but I feel like all of these could be things between Kamir and Mac. Like, I don't see what Richie brings to it, ultimately.
2: Ma- I think the, I was about to say, open-mindedness. I don't know if that says it. Like, Mac mm-hmm. is a fairly fixed character. Like, Mac is not very subject to being influenced by Kamir. Right. Like, he's not ever going to adopt anything that kamir is saying probably but like i think there's i think you experience kamir differently by having your main window through to him primarily be richie not mac yeah Richie's
1: more of an audience surrogate i think in this in some ways like he's the sounding board for both of these characters which have very strong opinions right and i think that i I think that does work i can see what you're saying though like because he does reiterate a lot of what kamir says He's like, oh, but what about this? It's like, yeah, we just heard Kamir say that. But I think it's, right. I don't know. I, I agree with you, Kyle, though, that I don't mind it, though. I, I like that Richie's like, interested in asking Mac follow-up questions. Hmm. Uh, well, I, I think the difference is that Richie's
2: relationship with Kamir makes me care about Kamir. Right. Mac's relationship with Kamir does not do that.
1: Yeah, they don't like pal around and the they're past, not warm. Really.
2: Like, I, you get the impression that they're friends, but like, not in a way that gives me an emotional connection to Kamir. Right. But right. like, Richie really does seem like he is valuing and getting something out of that relationship.
1: And he gives good advice to Richie, too, I think. Y- yeah, in yeah. a way
2: that I think is meaningful. I think that's the, the real strength of that component of the thing.
3: Yeah, maybe it is just that Camir goes from zero to 60 at the end. It kind of robs him of his good qualities. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, well, yeah, he has to die now. Whereas it could have been a much more emotional final battle if they just reached this impasse where it's like, you can't kill her, but I have to kill her. Rather than, I am a god. And also, maybe I suppose they could the- even
1: tap into the duty conversation that was had a lot in the past. Like, it's her duty to kill herself for her husband this could be kamir's duty to i mean like i think if they leaned into that more that's again more in keeping with his character like yeah i know it's maybe not what you think but like you have to let me do it i can't not like this is who i am right. it doesn't matter it's, that it's she simplest... loved him or didn't love him it's her duty to do it and yeah. it's my duty to serve Kali. so
2: yeah i mean i think that makes it that's the simplest fix in the whole thing another, another simple fairly... fix is
1: also not having the statue get returned is that mac fails and says look it's not going to happen Blah, blah, blah. Or maybe it wasn't actually stolen. Maybe, like, fucking maybe. Malay is a shithead, but... No, this, this time... This, yeah. It wasn't. It was fine. Uh, and it's like, it's going to have to stay here. And that's just not enough for... Kamir. Kamir. And yeah, he's that, like, I no. Mean, that's, that's the ingredients I of I mean, the that's real... a good way to escalate it. Like, why does he want to kill her? Like, come on. That's, like, the thing,
2: that's just unforgivable. Like, it's, <clears throat> a, it's impossible to see, be sympathetic to Kamir once he takes that unreasonable a position. That right. even when someone gives you what you want... That you and like yeah is playing ball and is doing the right thing that you're gonna and you're she's gonna kill
3: them. and she's worse than the other guy <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah like worse than the guy who's the thief like, right that's and like for this weird race trader shit like that's on yeah. that's that's right. fucked yeah um yeah. another almost simplification of this or not even simplification of it but a way if you wanted to restructure where this fight happened and and how. Could it could all just still be a a fight about the first guy? Yeah. Maybe Max being infl- maybe the the focus goes on Mac being very inflexible that like mm. Mac can't back down, knowing that this guy killed a mortal like a mortal kind of associate of his over
1: a statue. Like, I mean, you bringing that up also to me brings up this issue of like we haven't really talked about Max code here too. I mean, if like they're they're both their duties are like at an impasse, and maybe if they leaned into that more, I mean, I think it's under the surface like. Kamir needs to do this. I think it's it's definitely there, right? Like that's that he part of needs to do it. That's yeah. part of his deal. It gets it's like, too
2: wrapped up in this weird in other egomania. bullshit.
1: Mac always is doing this. I mean, that's why he fights these people. Like he can't let it go. Like right. other, I feel like other people, immortal or not mortal or whatever I'm trying to say, immortal or mortal. You know, I don't know. Somebody does a bad thing, and it's like, well, that sucks. Like moving on. Like Mac can't let this go. Like you have killed somebody. Now I must like avenge I have them. to address. This I have to shit. address this. Like so, Max, uh, you know. Bound to his code as well. Maybe as much as Kamir is.
2: Funky side note that is also in this like duty versus I don't know what like duty versus like a personal code and like individualism. What the fuck is Mac doing in India? I teased this (laughs) earlier. And Uh, the more I think about it, like they keep on presenting him like he is this champion of the Indian people. But he is a tool of their colonialism. Like he is not fundamentally their friend. He is there to stop people that, like, are enemies of the British government. Right. That is why he is there. Like, he is there to participate in their oppression. Not unlike they are oppressing Scotland, as he seems to have very strong opinions about. The more I thought about it, I was like... I have a real problem with this, and like the in some ways max like they're talking out of both sides of their mouth about Mac being a friend to these people, and based on Mac's whole comment about how the Indians are losing an empire, like how hard this must be for them, he's fully aware of what he's doing I mean really? is his
1: idea that like I can make it better or easier
2: i don't know like, like it's going to happen
1: I can't stop the British Empire, but I can be a force for good within it, maybe, maybe by maybe.
2: hunting down like what by some definition in the context of this episode, you might say are Heroes. Indian freedom fighters. Yeah, Right, yeah. In a certain sense, sure. it's like, I'm going to try to get them. Which also, by the way, no resolution of that plot. Nope. Mac never actually does what he's there to do, apparently. He's too distracted by...
1: Finger blasting. <laughs> and, you know,
3: no. uh, yeah, Mac just goes over there and gets fucked. Yeah. Like Literally. I
2: don't know, part of me wishes he was not there why they say he was there. That would actually be a very quick fix to solve it like maybe he's just been there and they're asking for his help they're like oh you've been here for a while you're theoretically a british subject help us and he's like he knows what this is like ramsey is too big a fool and like not and like they're both too racist to understand the ramifications of like this colonialism on the indian people and like and they're participating it in it which is, like, messed up, but, like, it makes sense in terms of, like, their own screwed up internal logic. Like, what is Mac doing? What's Mac's justification for doing this when he seems to know full well how messed up it is? Yeah. I don't know. That's weird. Kamir, I feel like, in, the context, in this context, I feel like he should have stronger thoughts on Mac and his participation in this.
1: That's interesting.
3: Yeah.
2: But, like, he seems to think that Mac's, like, a true friend of the Indian people. Mm.
3: And what's, like, Kamir's playing this weird double game, like, pretending to be friends with the colonel and then secretly being a tuggy. Which, right. That makes sense to me. Like, yeah. just in the sense of, he's like, like a spy that something. he's, like, a spy yeah. and, like, yeah. you know, you, you fight with the weapons
2: you have. Right. But I don't know. It's interesting. Just weird food for, food for thought dwelling in the heart of this thing. Is Mac an agent of colonialism?
1: also interesting tidbit from steve gagan on the special features uh he did not seem too happy with the director of this episode no he was talking about as a set designer you do all this work and you want to tell a story with the environment as much as you know the written word and the actors like this should all be to support the story and he's like some directors really get it and hopefully they like your set and they show it off and they make it part of the storytelling he's like on other directors uh he's like they go in for some tight shots and you can't really see what all the work you did and i think he was uh complaining about this he thought this was shot a little too tight yeah i buy that yeah you got to see that tiger though
3: yeah did get to see that tiger
2: oh the, the one is, is that the one who dates kylie jenner tiger
3: yep. Taiga. <laughs>
2: uppercut Also, since we're talking about fighting games, I'll finally shoehorn this joke in. You know, people are often really, uh, they they mistake what Scorpion says. Like Mm -hmm. everyone thinks they say, get over here. What he actually says is, come here. (laughs) Come Come here. here.
1: That's good.
2: (laughs) That is also true. Oh, really? Yeah. He says, I'm pretty sure in the original, he says, come here. When he throws it, not get over here.
1: Come here. Come here. Come here. Come mm-hmm. here, yeah. There he is. I was, I was Star waiting. of what was it, Kitty Pride, or what was that yeah. movie, kitty, kitty, kitty Party? Kitty Party, two thousand two, Kitty Party, sixty four, Kitty, kitty, kitty party. party. Mac was having a kitty party <laughs> down there with that. Yeah. Woo. Uh-huh. Uh,
2: I thought for a second I thought Woo. that was a joke about a pity party. At the end, he and Richie have
1: a yeah pity, Hit it.
2: kitty party. Kitty party.
1: I don't know. All right, we rate right, this motherfucker. I think so, Kyle? Yeah. How many Kali statues would you give this?
2: Oof. I am given this all. All things considered four Kali statues. I think Ooh. it's very strong. I think its potential is perhaps higher than almost every any other episode we've seen. It's got some problematic components, but the moral elements are so strong. The production value elements are so strong that I just, I don't know, I, I've got a real soft spot for this, my boy. It gets four stars. You know what? It could have, if not for some of these like shot-related complaints I've had, like with the zooms and the tight shots... <laughs> You know, it could have gone as high as a
3: 4.5, but it's living at 4.
2: Wow. Eamon, how many Bengal tigers would you give this
3: episode? I'm going to give it three and a half Bengal tigers. A lot of those shots annoyed me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> lots of exposition kind of didn't sit well with me. Um, it's a pretty solid episode. Good actors. This is a good one. This is worth watching. Just not quite among the best for me.
2: Keith. How many secret quarter staff moves would you give this? Actually, excuse me. How many tug jobs would you give this? Oh, uh, tug!
1: I am gonna give this four point five tuggies. Tug Woo! Yeah, I tug re- jobs. Tug jobs. Tug jobs. Uh, a, isn't that the founder of Apple? Yeah. yeah tug, tug jobs. jobs. <laughs>
2: That's his brother. Yeah.
1: I really dug this episode, like Sick Kyle, the moral questions are fantastic. This is like heavy material. It's real uh, heavy, and they're fast and furious. Like, and- they don't let
2: you rest on your laurels with just one or two moral questions. Mm-mm.
1: Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting, Eamon, you. And I can see this. You kind of mentioned like, yeah, oh, not much really happens in this episode. Like in a way, it doesn't. Like there's a statue that's delivered, and then they debate it the whole episode. <laughs> yeah. Like that's yeah. episode the plot. Of TNG. Yeah, uh, yeah, nothing really happens. But I kind of don't care because I really like how it plays out. I love Kamir. Uh, it's too bad he kind of dies at the end. I thought he was a cool mentor role. You he was a really good actor. Yeah, he was yeah. really great. Um, I thought his dialogue was really nice, pretty poetic stuff, and just kind of meaning of life shit for Richie to hear, which was cool. Uh, all the staff fighting was awesome. Yeah, uh, was which dope. is cool. Also, I really like the score. I think they did a good job. Like, I feel like they did hire actual like Indian performers to perform some like live stuff, which was in it. But also, um, Roger Bellon, his score, like when uh, what's her name, Vish- Vishti? Vashti. Vashti, excuse me. When she dies, like the score when she's like on the funeral pyre is fantastic. It's really good stuff. They got that tiger in there. Production value <laughs> was great. I mean, like it's got most of the stuff I want from a Highlander episode, like moral question, flashback, ass kicking. Ass kicking, uh, all that sort of stuff. Finger so,
2: yeah. blasting. Finger, finger finger blasting. Finger banging. Yeah. We've said that phrase too many times this episode. It's a
1: gross phrase. It's really gross. What phrase? Finger
2: boy, bl- Finger oh, blasting. Okay.
1: <laughs> oh boy. Yep. Uh but yeah, I mean the biggest fault it has is the turn for Kamir at the end, but I kinda can let it go. Just like suspension of disbelief. It's like, all right, fine. I think the rest of the episode's so strong, I give it a pass. So I think it's four point five. It's one of my favorites. Good shit. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. It was
2: uh I hope you had as much fun listening to it as we had making it. <laughs> That's right.
1: Uh if you have thoughts on this episode, what do you think about Mac's choice to kill Kamir? Do you think Kamir's right? Or, or just serve the British crown crown yeah. in a
2: fundamental fundamentally uh conquest oriented mission
1: yeah or if you have real deep thoughts on moral relativism which we really didn't get into at the end let us know yeah. what well, we got into it at the time yeah exactly yeah. but yeah lots of good stuff write us at highlander rewatched at gmail.com and if we like your email if it's not too rambly and full of shit we'll read it on the air <laughs> damn damn. Damn. I don't tam- know. damn make it good yeah make it good make it stand out draw a picture Come here yeah, uh, a very good Um, also if you like our podcast make sure to rate us on iTunes or Stitcher leave us a review or just leave us some stars We'd five leave, stars five stars would be great leave Yeah, us five. preferably five and it helps spread the word and it really does Uh, the more stars we get we have absolutely reached more people which is very very cool mm-hmm. so keep them coming join us next week when our episode will be season four episode ten chivalry I've been one of your rewatchers I'm Keith this is Kyle
3: this is Amen.
1: noak Noke, remember him? All right, are you talking about Doctor No? No, Doctor Noke. Is not Noke? Wasn't one, that one of the characters? In uh, I don't know, I don't, I don't remember. remember. All right, well, <laughs> go. Golden Eye trivia, guys. Golden <laughs> Eye, <laughs> write us in. That's right, Alan Cummings.
3: Yeah, mm. I am invisible <laughs> It's
1: very good. Okay. <laughs>